quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. had a, another business come over to my shop and bring me an Amazon box that was all torn open. He's like, hey, man, sorry to tell you, I, I, this was in my dumpster when I was taking my trash out. I was like, motherfucker, they bring it on Sunday again because I have this problem. Like, they'll bring it on Sunday, just leave it on the sidewalk. So I have it set in Amazon. Do not deliver boxes on Sunday. <clears throat> I got Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, Saturday, 10 to 1, anything outside business hours or Sunday, do not deliver. They fucking leave that shit anyways. So I fucking get on there and be like, what the fuck was in here? I look in there. Two solid state hard drives and a fucking laptop battery still in the box. I was like, they just opened it. We're like, what am I going to do with this? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't know what it was. No use yeah. for this. I'm throwing yeah. this away because yeah. I can't take it back. It would have been cooler if you'd have been like, oh, I was going to steal this, bro, but there's nothing good in here. Yeah. And they just brought it back and left it torn open. But no, they threw it away. So then he was like, there's still another box in the dumpster, but I can't get in there. And I was like, oh, I'll go get it. And so I walk with him. He's like, it's this dumpster right here. And it's one of those big ass dumpsters, right? And I was like, Damn, I still got fucking like enough hops and agility to fucking just hop up into this dumpster, get my shit and get back out. I'm like, look at the dumpster. And I was like, I don't know. Pretend like I'm 17. I'm just going for this. So I fucking put my hands on the side. I was like, whoop, hopped. I was like, well, damn, I got it. I hopped in there. I'm in the dumpster. But then I was like, shit, can I get out of this dumpster without embarrassing myself? There's like That's other the business owners. We're all question. standing there. Yeah. Hmm. So we're talking about how mad we are at the fucking mailman while I'm standing in the dumpster. And it's like, yep, this is my box too. But this one's fucking empty. They took whatever was in here. So then I fucking uh, throw the box out. Fucking grab the side of the thing, I hop out. But I was worried about that fucking thing that like bends over and like mm. hits it because I had to jump out of the low side, but I cleared it, landed. I was like, damn, I didn't hurt my knee or anything. I'm fucking good. I'm still, I'm still mobile. I can I'm still jumping trash, jump trash cans. Jumping trash cans. Just like I used to. The knee's a placebo. <laughs> yeah. That was just white trash power. Yeah. Was white oh, trash power. you're yeah. right. You grew yeah. up in old now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my whiskers, my whiskers <laughs> got me over the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I fucking get back and I look in the box. I was like, what's missing? Toothpaste. They stole my toothpaste. And fucking, because my stupid wife bought fucking fluoride toothpaste. She doesn't fucking listen. Hmm. Can't be taking my fucking antidepressants of my toothpaste. So I get fluoride-free toothpaste. They stole that and left all the hard drives and shit. I was like, that's fucking, it's kind of funny though. Like you think they try to like go to the pawn shop and sell the, sell the fucking hard drives or something. I didn't know what they were. No, they probably didn't. Yeah. They were like, what is this? This No, because I think you have to have an ID to be able to sell stuff at the pawn shop. Oh, I think that's true. Yeah. So just like we talked about the, the mole people, yeah, I mean, they needed that. an identity. Yep. So I yep. look though and yep. it's like, oh, they didn't deliver it on Sunday. Cause I was all fucking mad. They delivered it outside of business hours, mm. which is just as bad. So they right. must've set it on the curb at like 8 AM or some shit. I don't understand why any like, like rash person with a normal person, person with fucking like any thought at all would place a business's packages after downtown. hours downtown yeah. At the door. Like, like you think that that's really going to be there. No. 
You really think that if it was your Amazon break, box, dude. if this is your Amazon box, I would bro, find would out you who leave the it fuck there? delivered it? And I'd beat the fuck out of him. I was trying to find out. I was asking him. He's like, "Oh, I'm not sure who covered. I don't mm -hmm. know who it was." I but think it was you. Him up. It wasn't him though. No. Fernando. Would but then you'd beat his. I, I just Fernando. beat his ass just for principle. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, check yeah. it out. I'm gonna beat your ass unless you give me. And the then no. And then you could find the other dude, and if you don't, if you beat his ass, you deliver this message. Yeah. Right here, and cut his fingers off. I cut his fingers off. It's so frustrating. I was like, damn. I need to get like a P.O. box yeah. or I'm going to have to change to an Amazon locker and drive over and get yeah. my shit. I would talk about cutting his fingers off. Is Amazon locker just free? Back. It gives it as an option for delivery. I've always seen it and there's like one on 19th Street. No, it's like, free. I don't know. Where on 19th Street where is the post office? Or, they're kind of in like, uh, there's one on White Lane at a Chevron. So yeah. might so be at an like apartment outside complex and you go too. punch in a code or something. Yeah. And then you go there and it'll Erica's, be broken into and your shit's gone anyway. Erica's apartment has a big Amazon wall outside. like in the like right when you pull into the apartment complex parking lot there's a big Amazon wall and hey look Rob here scan, yeah like when it says it's been uh, delivered it gives you a code you just walk up scan, scan the code it, on the screen the, box, the door opens like you're buying propane you pull your I wonder if you can yeah. apply to be an Amazon locker have them stick one on the side of the fucking building just like, put it right down the side yeah right on the side yeah, yeah get some right in front of your building yeah. that'd be the, yeah. the ticket probably they'd still stick it on your doorstep probably they would well, the, guarantee the people over at the other business, I won't name business names, but they had a sign. Like sometimes yeah. I put a sign that says, do not fucking deliver. Yeah. You, it says like attention, yeah. UPS, USPS, FedEx, do not leave a package here yeah. or outside your of business hours or on Sundays. Yeah. She said someone, whether it be the homeless person that was waiting for the package, probably like pulled the sign off and shoved it back in their door oh, so nice. that they would deliver the package probably. Yeah, right. Or the waiting. guy was like, didn't see it and set yeah. it down, you know, probably that put it back inside. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess the homeless aren't even that malicious. You know no, what I mean? Like, no. I bet you is the fucking oh, package person. It's so frustrating, dude. Yeah. They stole my mom's cell phone. Yeah, they they left because you get some expensive shit in there. Sent, what you oh, got? Yeah, why don't MacBook, you get a post office like box? MacBook replacement screens? It's the whole top. It's the yeah. aluminum, the glass, the digitizer, the whole fucking top to a MacBook screen. Like Let's get four, a PO box. Four hundred dollar parts. Yeah. Get a P.O. box. I don't know if I got to drive over there in a P.O. box. Yeah. My shit wouldn't even fit in a P.O. box. Like yeah. half that shit's not going to fit. Well, you just do it at the post office. Get a P.O. box at the post office. You got to pay for that, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, you pay yeah. yearly, but then you just walk in there and get all your packages for the day. Motherfuckers. I'm just saying that that's the solution. Yeah, because if it doesn't you, fit in your post they just box, keep it. They yeah. keep or it you don't throw my shit on the street. And yeah, deliver them business. The I'm problem is that's not going to stop. Yeah. They're going to keep doing no, it. I guess so I'm going to say, because even if the if it's a P.O. box, even if it's FedEx or whatever, they'll deliver it to your P.O. box. Yeah. So you'll still get it yes. from the post office, yes. even though someone else got it to the post. Yeah, because wherever if you're wherever you're, if you're buying stuff on eBay or right. or Amazon, you use your P.O. box address and right. that's where it's going to go to. Some bullshit. Or just get it delivered to your it house. It does suck because you're like always under the clock trying to get a fucking or 24 hour turnaround yeah. and shit. And it does suck to suddenly have to drive to the post mm -hmm. office a couple times a day to get parts. Well, sometimes it whatever. happens like the mailman will text me and be like, yo, you got a ton of shit this time. Can you, you want to come meet me? It's like a courtesy to me though, but yeah. it is a little bit of a pain in the ass. So I like jump in the fucking Jeep, drive over there and like load the Jeep up out of his fucking cart. So I get it like early mm -hmm. in the morning, which is a convenience. But if I had to drive over there like that every fuck, I'd have to go every day to the post office. Post yeah. office well, yeah, every fucking idea. day, including Saturdays, which I can't get out on Saturday and go get it. And that's usually the day that's trouble. Because if I'm not there on Saturday, yeah, at, least to the post Sunday, office. at least it won't be stolen. Yeah, at least it won't be stolen. Fuck, it won't be stolen. On Monday. Yeah. It does throw my repairs behind a day, though. Fuck those motherfuckers. It drives me crazy. Yeah, like, but if it gets stolen, it throws them back even yeah. however far. You yeah, know, I can't, so. and I can't make threats. I want to make threats, but it's like a fucking federal building. And yeah. federal no, just look employees. at the, I'd look cut the fingers off. They're not killing them. Like, it's not really a bad threat. I would look at the Amazon delivery spot. 
Yeah, that's what I should probably check. Because then you can get it anytime you anytime, want. Anytime, yeah. Even after hours. Mm. And it'll still show it's delivered. I'll still get the notification. Yep. Hmm. I have so many people that deliver their shit there, too, though. Like, other people send their shit there because we're always there. Hmm. So that's, now it's a risk to them, too. Well, that's not your concern, is it? That's true. Mm-hmm. It's not my shit. Hmm. Well, fuck them. <sighs> yeah. What Cut else? their fingers off, too. We have a uh, hot sack winner. A very unique hot sack winner. Wouldn't it be satisfying? Like, just... Just like using a cigar cutter and just cutting somebody's finger off. I no. feel like that's so sad. Like no, it's like super sad. It depends horrifying. on what they did. Like there's some dudes I would do that too. Yeah. It's yeah. just like just there, super satisfying. <clears throat> fingers. Start with the fingers. There was a little girl in my neighborhood that got fucking picked up and some shit happened. I would yeah. cut those motherfuckers fingers off for sure. I put yeah, that start with the cigar dick. cutter. Yeah. yeah. Start with that dick. Just the tip. Put it right through. Uh, just start nipping it off. I think there, nail there clippers. could be circumstances that drive me to do that but i think even while i was doing that it would not be satisfying i feel like it's so satisfying Mm -mm. like peeling the plastic off a new electronic device yeah pulling a piece of wallpaper off cutting a dick with cigar cutter yeah pulling a piece of wallpaper off and it all comes off in one piece (laughs) yeah oh my god all right let's hear it who won so cody t hacks on not like not like a pity the fool t right yeah but like careful spot of tea yes tea I think he thinks we're bigger than we are. Yeah. And when we were talking about, like, I never, I lied. I I said I never teabag anybody. Last person I teabag was Cody T's mom. Right. Mm, Well, that makes, she was asking for it. Yeah, she was. She liked it so much, she legally changed her last name. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now we have Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her name used to be Ballface. Yeah. 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 Um, just, so, it's always a sexual exploit. Yeah. Uh, Cody T writes, all right, Skult, I'm heading to Sheridan, Wyoming this weekend for the Leather Expo. <laughs> the first person to find me and ask me about building a hooker canoe, I'll give them a brand new bottle of Triple X. And then they used all the appropriate uh, uh, hashtags um, and posted a nice what day was? Did it already there. happen? No, it was just a couple hours right ago. Now, he's going to be sitting there. He's going to be the last person at the expo, and there's just going to mm-hmm. be a janitor like mopping up. He's like, I got to lock up, man. You're going to have to go. He's like, hey, is that a Sofa King podcast t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, build me a hooker canoe. That's what's going to happen. The yeah. janitor is going to recognize him after all the leather yeah. connoisseurs have left. Or you're going to be at the creepy fucking leather expo, yeah. and some fucking rando is going to walk up and say, hey, buddy, do you got any thoughts on how to build like a canoe out of hookers yeah and you're gonna think that they're a listener of the show uh, they're actually just making human leather <laughs> yes, yeah. yes 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 <laughs> and then you're gonna go down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. that you're gonna be like here's your hot sauce yeah. and they'll be like okay thanks. <laughs> yeah yeah what's this along with it never heard of it yeah that was after he unzipped his leather mask yeah yeah Cody T has to yeah. have a leather mask. Oh no, he does with the zipper for sure. For sure, he's even got eyeball zippers. Like it's like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can keep one eye open. If you think about a leather up. expo though, and shift your perspective and like examine it from outside the box, it is pretty horrifying. There's no, it's there's like, no yeah. booth that isn't horrifying. To me. <laughs> yeah, they have they have the what's the the grimoire of death? It's made out of human skin. The Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon. Yeah. Not even that. Fucking, Just in the, a normal scenario where they're making belts that say Brad on them and shit with like a fucking. Yeah. Football yeah, carved like into that. it or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like all the way up to fucking Grizzly Adams selling a bunch of fucking rabbit furs. And yeah. it's, like, it's like, oh, ev- you peeled the skin off animal animal carcasses and made items out like, of it. Yeah. 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 Knife sheaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I saw a guy with a wallet cell- that say "bad motherfucker." Ooh, this dude had a cell like phone holder, flag. yeah, for like a Note 15 or some shit. I don't know what he had on his side the other day, but it was a fucking leather <laughs> cell Note phone 15, case, yeah. and that shit looked like a Spartan shield on his head. <laughs> I was like, God damn, what's the diagonal measurement on that cell phone? You have a fucking phablet in there? Fucking, he had an iPhone his mini Windows tablet. Yeah, yeah his Windows tablet. <laughs> he had to kill a baby cow to make yeah. his iPhone mini case that had on his belt. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking Sacagawea made it for him. Dude, old men in their fucking cell phone holsters. It's so funny. Yeah. I've never understood it. They're all snap. Let me check real quick. Fucking snap. And the, like, what, what else just, were you talking about? The, the ringtone for the notification? To being too long? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. And you're like, oh, text message. Bad to the bone. You're like, that's a text message. That's fucking ringtone, motherfucker. And then it's like, oh, my daughter always sends me three or four texts in a row. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, my God. What? Too much. It has to be short yeah. and sweet. Less yeah. than a second. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If it has more than one syllable, it's too much. Just a nice tone yeah. through the air. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start setting my shit to something stupid as fuck. <laughs> just have something terrible on there. Wind beneath my wings. Yeah. Oh, just starts fucking good. playing. Some fucking yeah. uh, McLaugh- Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Fucking arms yeah. of the angel. Arms of the arms of an angel. Oh, I got a text. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just going off. Like, and you're all, oh no, my dog died. Yeah. No, I went uh-huh. I went bad to the bone with the fucking motorcycle uh, yeah. revving now. Like there's no, yeah. there's no. Yeah. The sound of that V twin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe some of them are just punking. They're, they're like trolling the world. You know what I mean? Like maybe. maybe they're just putting on that leather case and setting their ringtone like that, just yeah. to embrace yeah. the dad of it all. Maybe, you know what I mean? Man. Yeah, going for it. I don't know. How is it any more convenient than putting it in your pocket? You had to like put your belt through that fucking thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, they got, I don't know. Is it me too? Like, like, uh, cause they got Wrangler butts and drives them nuts. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of butts, like I, I, uh, I was eating lunch and, uh, these dudes walked in and they were ordering. I went to Panda Express yeah. and, you know, I was sitting there and I kind of facing the line and these I guys walked in and they both had one dude had two cell phones in his back pockets. Like mm-hmm. there's one in each back pocket mm-hmm. and then phone, the other one had phone. One in his back pocket, just sticking way out. Like it was like a big ass phone, little ass back pocket mm-hmm. sticking way out. And I was like, every time I think about like a phone in a back pocket, it's a woman. Yes. Like I was like, that is a woman thing to do. Like, I, and I was like, they both pocket. these fucking guys. I sit down on it. You can't see yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. And yeah, I was like, that is a very <laughs> womanly thing to do. Front pocket? Yeah. In my yeah. pocket. Yeah. I got, I got a magazine and a knife in those pockets. I can't get past I have a knife in phone. your pocket. It's on my, it's clipped right here on the side, outside my pocket right here. Yeah. Yeah. Just put your phone. That's where mine, mine I can't get past my knife it. and then my phone. I got those jeans are too tight, bro. I can't get past yeah. it. Yeah. That's never Got to show what I'm smuggling. You know what I mean? Like, you know, keep them tight on the front. I refuse to, I refuse to use <laughs> a back too pocket. Small pockets. Yeah. For anything. I keep my wallet in my back pocket I can't use too. anything. Yeah. My back pockets mm-hmm. don't get used. Not even your wallet? Where do you keep your wallet? In the front pocket. Front pocket. Oh, I got too much money in there. That's why I prefer okay, cargo pants. I don't put anything yeah. in the bank. I keep it all in my wallet. Yeah, it's, too it much just sack. creates a bulge. It just yeah. is what it is. Got to have one bulge for me. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some kind of bulge. Yeah, some kind of bulge, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. 
I just yeah. have no ass is the thing. Yeah. I took no acetol. Yeah. I was in an experimental group. You have yeah. more lump in the front than in the back. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For fucking sure. I'm like thighs to back in the back. Yeah. I'm like fucking Hank Hill back there. <laughs> Someone, I was in a, actually, looks like he put on his clothes actually, backwards. Shout out to Kevin Brewster and his wife. I was in a, I was in substation yeah. and that motherfucker uh, took a picture of me. Or his wife yeah. took a picture of me. So I was sitting there like, I had just ordered. I sat yeah. down. Kevin Brewster messaged me a picture of, of me yeah. standing at the counter seconds ago. And I'm like looking over my shoulder and shit. And I don't know what his wife looks like. You know, I'm looking yeah. around. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, where are you? He's yeah. like, no, my wife's there. And I turn around and she's like smiling, waving at me after she had just taken my picture yeah. of no acetol. I was like, Jesus Christ, I have yeah. no ass. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, he just takes a picture back of her blowing him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> send it back to him. That'd be weird. That would be weird. That'd be strange. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. I got the code enforcement. Uh, oh, they answered on text. I get, now I got to send that picture from there. I'll find it. That's, That's funny. The person from code enforcement that I messaged mm. is, is from code enforcement, but I took so the picture of the messenger real. and I texted him on both sides, but they, they messaged me back on text. That's why you just do one. Well, I wasn't sure. Not everybody uses Wait, messenger. That's true. A lot of people will answer on text, so hmm. we'll find out right now, Dave. During the show, we're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I got a thing on my front door from code enforcement that looks uh, sketchy. That looks like a fucking <laughs> fishing attempt. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see. It is pretty vague. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Message okay. sent. We'll find out. So in the meantime... Um, thank you, Cody T and your strange leather ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we embrace all of our uh, patrons, even if they have strange leather ways. I want to find out if you meet someone. Though, yeah. 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 Get, send us a, send us a follow up. Maybe just force there. it, just force it on someone. Nobody you don't find else. someone, yeah. make it, you give that bottle away no matter what. Don't, yeah, 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 yeah. Explain For to sure. them what happened. For yeah. sure. I was supposed to meet someone here. They're the supposed to get this bottle. But the only other person like going to that fucking convention is Carmen LeBracus. The broccoli, what's her name? Yeah, the braces face. That's how you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, have you seen? She her, lives too far. Have you seen her wrists? I did. I saw They're quite that. revealing. Yeah. yeah, veiny. Yeah, vascular. Yeah, yeah. Dave doesn't Brent know what's going on. Grant wants yeah. to go camping with but, her. But yeah. um, if you are a patron, we appreciate it. And you can join us at Patreon uh, by going to patreon.com backslash Sofa King Podcast for a measly fucking piddly ass dollar. Mm-hmm. You get hundreds of bonus episodes. The love of your mm-hmm. love of your father. All kinds of shit. And there's cool stuff on there. There's mm-hmm. like extra fucking episode shit and some shirty shit and some shitty shit. Damn, shirty shit? Fuck, some shirty mm-hmm. shit. Some shit. You can't shit unless you shit on the, from some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slip on shit over there. Dot com. So much shit. You know who else will appreciate it? They will appreciate it. They will. Yeah. They'll appreciate it a lot. They will appreciate it. Measly ass piddly ass. Yeah. Measly ass piddly ass. You know who I seen? Fucking Rob Weasley. Is that his name from Harry Potter? Yep, that's it. That's his name. I seen that motherfucker in a parking lot. Fucking <laughs> real. Yeah. Robert Weasley. Robert Weasley. What's his name? That's one of the brothers. They're probably brother names. It's a redheaded one, though. The They're one all that has redheaded. The Weasley's attention. full. The whole family. It's the sexual attention with Hermione. <laughs> Yeah, it's Ron. Ron Weasley. Yeah, yeah I've seen that little fucker. Nah, 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 his little fat kid in the parking lot looked just like him, though. Mm. And then my daughter's like, oh, that's funny. He goes to my school. And I was like, is his name Ron? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Ron's not fat, though. No, but this little kid was kind of chubby, but he looked just like him. Had a bowl cut and everything. Fucking stupid looking. Just like Cody T. And as always. And his mom. We and are his mom. His founding mom's got a members of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Go ash. It out. You ever seen Cody's mom? Needs. You ever seen Cody's mom gargle pickles? No. Yeah. 
Pickles could be anything. Gargles yeah. the pickles. Pickles could be anything too. She gargles like all kinds of shit. Cucumbers or or carrots. I agree. Yeah, you yeah. could you could pickle a dick. She'll put anything in her mouth. Yeah. If you put vinegar in her mouth, if you put your dick in there, it's gonna be a pickle when you pull yeah. it out. She won't let that shit go. Yeah. It'll be in there for weeks. Yeah. They call her Pleco in her neighborhood. <laughs> Pleco. <laughs> yeah. Like a, That's like a, fish a sucker joke. fish. Yeah. Uh, that was a fish joke, man. Yeah. yeah. That, that was an aquatic not, joke. That was, that yeah. was not. That was niche. <laughs> yeah. Can I do the Brit? Yeah, if you know, if somebody out there knows, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, out there got that. Exactly Someone did. I was right, I was right got, here yeah, on your you team, were, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I don't hear you. That's true. I don't hear you. You're you got John Cena ears. He was here giving you support. You can't hear me. Um, our topic. Yeah, we should get to today. That. Yeah, this is, is gonna be a short uh, one. We're on the funny Rod Serling, Rod Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, Serling Stewart. Yeah. Rod Serling. You know Brian Ross's dad's name was like Rod, Rod Stewart. Mm-mm. Ross. That's his what? name. Rodney Stewart Ross. True really? story. Yeah, he's why my whiskey's gone, huh? <laughs> That's who it was. <laughs> yeah. Rod, Rodney Stewart Ross. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck Brian. <laughs> he was sad, dude. Well, you know. We all get sad sometimes. Maybe we should get another bottle of that whiskey. When I when I got sad, you know what I did? Hmm. I don't remember either, but I didn't drink my friend's whiskey. <laughs> How do you I would you encourage you to come drink some whiskey if your yeah, father just died. That's what a friend does. Yeah. Uh, we never dust the know. bottle though, bro. Never finish that last set. No. Yeah, that was the bad bit. part. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with the You with leave the two drinks. fingers in the bottle? Yeah, I'm okay. Dick, yeah. I'm True. okay with the drinks. That's like eating someone's corn nuts. Yeah. Fucking corn rad. Yeah. So where did Cody's uh, mom? Where'd you get the Rod Serling idea? Brian motherfucking Ross. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that why we're talking about that faggot? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a long time. No. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> um, Bundle of sticks. Mm-hmm. So Rod Serling, um, he said uh, in the live he didn't drink at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just evaporated uh, mm. into his mouth. <laughs> the angels share. Yeah. I fucking love Rod Serling, and I fucking love the Twilight Zone. Pretty Dude. awesome. Did you guys like grow up on the Twilight Zone? For sure. That and then I, I kept getting like twisted with I amazing did, yeah. stories though. But yeah, we watched a fuck ton of Twilight Zone. That I have. So like, I can hear the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's the Twilight Zone, and it, I was probably watching reruns. Oh, still oh, on. for sure. It's from the, it on ran for like four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that and the fucking Tales from the Dark Side, like that, that Tales from the Dark Side intro. Yeah, and the Twilight the Zone intros, both fucking the the Twilight Zone fucking mm-hmm. twisty fucking mm-hmm. thing, and the Tales from the Dark Side, like the fence. Why can't I picture Tales yeah. from the Dark Side? When the world turns the into the dark, like mm-hmm. you don't remember Tales from the Dark Side? I picture, I do, yeah. I'm picture Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, Tales from the amazing Dark stories intro. Fucking... I can see the people sitting around the fire. I know it has nothing to do with him, but we're talking right. about shit you remember. I can remember that the music and shit coming yeah. in. Some of that shit's very yeah, nostalgic. That, uh, that Twilight Zone was was good though. Like I just remember like the. The like all through my childhood, it would like I remember I would stay up and watch TV because at um, like 10 to 11, it would be mash. And I loved my mash, mash too. Hot and then at 11 o'clock, depending on the day of the week, it was either Twilight Zone, uh, Three Stooges or what was the other or Benny Hill. I remember like three th- those were the three Benny in Hill, rotation. Though. And so. And I would usually watch Twilight Zone. 
up until David Letterman at 1130. And that was like my little late night lock in that I fucking loved. But I mean, I've probably seen it. And then like every time they would have like a Memorial Day or Labor Day, they would do like the Twilight Zone marathon. And it was just like 24 hours of Twilight Zone on a network. And my sister Lisa and I would just sit there and fucking watch them back to back to back to back. Um, I didn't know that he was fucking print sized. What do you mean print size? He's fucking five foot four. Oh yeah. Cause he couldn't try out for football. He yeah. didn't look that small in interviews, but he was always sitting down, but I did make that fucking like, you got to look up on YouTube if you're listening to this and see him talk like a showbiz pizza animatronic fucking character. His mouth is so fucking weird. He's oh like, yeah. Like he's got like a, a permanent like grin thing and just his mouth moves and it barely moves at that. It's fucking weird. He's like, well, let me tell you about the thing. I'm going to go over there and talk like, what around. I was like, it's and like he's, just, like, he's such a fucking pimp. Just wearing that like fucking mad men, black suit. Oh, that suits fucking yeah. got a cigarette in his hands and just like blowing your mind with some profound shit about racism. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, he was activist for sure. <laughs> like, no, he was, he was a cool but man. I did watch those interviews and they're pretty dated. He was like the Negro and the Redskins. And I was like, those shit. are the terms. But it was man. like, yeah, it was back then. You mm. know what I mean? It was different. Times. I mean, if you read academic literature, up it until the that. 70s it still referred yeah. to blacks as negroes like yeah. he's like it's not entirely term. unheard of a, I don't think that's, of a black I mean, that's not to be in a political uh, position they, people have made that into a derogatory term i guess as far as i mean would you consider that like because like you said like literature like it's well I, you know it's weird it's like I've okay been, if you I've say been, someone's I, guess, I guess how you say it matters i've been right? called a negro several times in my life and it has never been in a way that was offensive Okay. Yeah, that it's makes It's been sense. like some bureaucratic thing or it's another black guy saying this negro over here. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> but like I've never I've never been aff- I could see that it would be very offensive to some people but I, th- I guess like, like, you know, I, I doing guess. research on like black lit you're going to run in like the people who wrote the yeah. black literature you know what's weird the term yeah. negro you And know? I don't know why this happens is I was walking um yesterday I was going to the uh county clerk or whatever to get some shit done and I was walking and there was a dude on a bike white dude and a white girl Mm-hmm. And they were like, obviously, like the bike couple, like they were mm-hmm. fucking like ghetto. And he was like, they were having a fight of some sort. And he was trying to talk to her, and she was like, "Inward, I'm not gonna walk." And I was like, "Weird, like why in the fuck are you?" Why would saying you say that? inward? That's weird. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why don't you just say the word? Yeah, say she, it. She said the word. What'd she say? She said the word. What? What was it? No, she said yeah, the word. Nigeria. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Which I thought was weird too. Was and they like, weren't naming They the weren't place. Canadian. No, they were not Canadian. That's weird. That's a problem. It was weird. I was like, I, I, you, no, there's a lot of white people. I, I know a lot of Mexicans that say it. They use it all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a trip. So over the course of his career, he wrote 252 scripts, and won. That's fucking epic. Um, and won six Emmys. Uh, he was the creator uh, and inventor of the Twilight Zone. He was co-author of Planet of the Apes, so all the Planet of the Apes movies were were based on some of his ideas, hmm. uh, which as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense because the big twist at the end of Planet of the Apes has fucking Rod Sterling written all over it. Hmm. Like, that's his jam, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think about, like, who he's influenced. Like, anyone who did sci-fi or horror it's like yeah. M night Shyamalan, ding dong, like, th- like they were super, like, cause he yeah. was the key of the plot twist. Yeah. Like the, like the, the father of it the was plot always twist. the thing where like, Oh, she's beautiful, but she's really a monster or yeah, like yeah. he's, you know, there was always some little double thing where it flipped back on itself. But there was one expect. that I really didn't, that I thought was kind of fucking stupid to be honest. It was an episode 
that was like the end of the world. Did he write and it? I don't know if he wrote it, uh-huh. but it was like the, it was, it, I, I, I watched it as research actually, because it was about, it was kind of predicting global warming okay. and it was like no air conditioners worked. Everybody, it was like 120 degrees out. Everybody was losing their mind because it was so hot out and it hadn't been cool in years. And like this girl gets all hysteric and people are, society's breaking down because it's so fucking hot outside. And then this woman like finally has a collapse and can't stand the heat anymore and collapses in and then the camera pulls in on her and then pulls back out in a freezing cold apartment and the truth of the matter is the world is freezing cold and she just passed out from being too cold and I was like that's fucking stupid (laughs) is it called time enough at last is that one no um no no I've got some of the key episodes in my notes. Yeah, when they pitched that one, they were like, so it's going to be, everybody's going to think it's going to be hot, but then it's really going to be cold. Yeah. Nice flip. Ooh. Yeah, get it? Because freezing, like, you know, like freezer burned. Right. And it's like the exact opposite of a heat burn. Yeah. The midnight sun? Sunburn. I don't know what it was called. Mm -hmm. Um, Time enough. I know what it was called. Your mom's a whore. That's what it was called. Yeah. It was a weird, weird title. It says the earth's orbit has been uh, perturbed, causing the planet to slowly fall into the sun. (laughs) That's the one. That is it. Mm Yeah. 20 minutes, 110, 110 degrees, 43. Oh, wow. (laughs) Damn. Did we actually get closer to the sun than we were in the fifties? Maybe. He thought that was extreme. I think he lived in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Motherfucker. Um, 10 degrees get out of here but for the most part like the the twilight zones are like like if you're if you've never really watched them i know they haven't really been in syndication in some time so you might not have run into them as much as as he wrote that we one. did but it's like it's such a fucking good show so many of them are so profound and so deep and so fucking ahead of it was time. so different yeah that was so different from any other tv everything else was just like fucking like like family like style like leave it to beaver looking and it's part of it's part of his genius as we'll get into like why he went to this as a writing style it was brilliant it was kind of crazy because i watched i watched quite a few interviews because that's really all you can find of him and they were sitting there talking he was talking about whoever owns twilight zone has that shit on fucking lockdown dude well yeah you really can't really fucking it's not on youtube you can't even find clips of really that's weird someone would have done like a biography like a real biography but there's just like youtuber 10 minute eight minute four minute biographies um but he was talking about how much advertisers and show sponsors had influence yep. over what was happening. I was like, wow. Like even back then, the same shit, it was the yeah. same fucking shit, yeah. you know, brought it's to you just by Pfizer. Worse yeah. Now. Yeah. And, right. It, and now he was like, they, I can't say anything. He couldn't say Republican or Democrat. He said, mm-hmm. I can't allude to one political party or another. It mm-hmm. has to be this weird neutral thing where you can't even say, so people are just saying nothing. They're just like fucking babbling yeah. about shit that doesn't really even make sense to avoid like to go, well, we need this political thing to happen, but we have to write it in such a way that we say absolutely yeah, nothing right, that makes right, any sense. Right. And it can't be related to any conflict that's currently mm-hmm. going on. It can't represent anything or allude to anything. It's the wool over the eyes. It's the yeah. Roddy Roddy Piper. It's the, the, it's the same. The we are, or what the, is it? They the, live. They live. Yeah. It's, it's the, the same thing that Gene, the, Gene Roddenberry yeah. did. It's like, I can tell stories about race as long as it's about two alien races. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can tell yeah. stories about lynching as long as it's about a Martian lynching of Venuvian. Yeah. 
you know. It's just, that it's one like, just happens to be black. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, like so weird. It was a really, weird. He, he fell into. I mean, Klingon, Klingons are black. Let's be honest. They like, are. Yeah. 100%. Honest, they are. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, do they even have any white actors they playing can the Klingons? Say, yeah. They can say the K word. Back in the. They can say the K word. Yeah. Back in the 60s, they were all white people, but then they put them in blackface. Oh, it was pretty rough. brown face, technically yeah. uh, muddy face. Well, nobody's black. Yeah. Black. Well, I guess maybe there are some, some really are. black people. So he was known as the angry young man of Hollywood um, in his 30s because he ended up getting a lot of uh, notoriety as a writer. Um, but then just constantly butted heads with studios and fought to get different ideas on TV. Um, and he was just, he was super, super far ahead of his, of his time, but he was born in uh, New York, um, to a Jewish family. Uh, his on December 25th, mm. which first I was like, Oh, that oh, sucks. Nice. Yeah. I was like, Oh, but he's Jewish. Oh, it didn't matter. <laughs> right. And I saw that. I was like, How birthday? Yeah, he was born on Christmas. Yeah. Um, grew up in the great depression, um, he had an older brother who ended up growing up to be a novelist. Um, his dad, and again, this starts to say something about Rod Serling's personality. His dad built a stage in the basement because Rod liked to put on plays. That's a good dad. And he would like, he would get, he would listen to a radio show and like write down as much as he could remember, or he would get like, like pulp, you know, magazines like sci-fi amazing tales or whatever. And he would turn it into a script and then he would reenact it either for his parents. He would, sometimes he'd have other kids from the neighborhood. Sometimes he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just anything he could. Yeah. Which both gives him some writing chops because early on you're taking stuff and then transcribing it to dialogue only, which is kind of a weird skill. Yeah. And then, you're also getting some acting chops by getting up on stage and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the car ride story having notes is fucking funny. Cause I remember doing that to someone. I had a friend. I was like, I wonder if I just don't say fucking, no, it was a customer is what it was. I was like, I'm just not going to respond. Um, you're going to get to it soon. Okay. Um, there's a, there was a customer that would talk and talk and talk Oh yeah. and I could never break through. And I just put it on speaker and showed CJ. I was like, Hey, watch this shit. And I hit speaker and just set it down. And they just went and went and went and went. I was like, I'll wait for a fucking break. And it was like 20 minutes. Oh, my God. We just left the fucking phone there. And it was like, hello? And I was like, yeah, you done? (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was something like, yeah, we don't do that. Because everyone calls and says, so um, they do this whole thing. Instead of like, do you repair cell phones? They'll fucking go on and on about, hey, I broke the glass on my, they'll keep going, they'll keep going, they'll keep going. All this shit, one new thing, I broke my screen, and blah, 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 and this and that. And they'll go through the whole thing. I'm like, like, what type of computer is it? And then they're like, it's an iPhone 7. And I'm like, yeah, we don't work on cell phones. You should probably lead with that if you call the next place and ask if they work on cell phones. You know? It's like, fuck. It's kind of common sense, but that's not, you know. My mentor, Dr. Edwin Barton, like, my, I took him as a freshman. And his rule from behind was <laughs> you can turn something in late for a half a letter grade lowered as long as you never try to explain to me why it was late. Right. 
And I don't want to hear that. Because he didn't want to fucking hear your bullshit. And I went to see kids in the hall. They were doing a live show in L.A. I went there with my friend Andy and my brother, my friend Mike. And we got snowed in on the grapevine. So I didn't make it to class. So that on Wednesday, I made it to class. I had my paper. I didn't say anything. I just raised my hand. I said, Dr. Barton, here's my paper. It's a day late. And he was like, oh, thanks. And took it. And then someone else was like, oh, yeah, Dr. Barton, I got my paper. Uh, the problem was, like, I, I got to the print shop and you know, I went all the way to Kinko's and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I'm not taking your paper. And the student was fucking livid. And he was like, read the syllabus. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> as soon as you start explaining your, yeah, as soon as you start explaining yeah. why. I don't fucking care. Canceled. And I You're just canceled. thought that was a brilliant policy. That's awesome. I know you do that. Right? That sounds like something I've I would done do. that. I don't do yeah. it anymore, but. That sounds like something I would do. Because it's always yeah. bullshit. I don't want to yeah. hear it. Just fucking turn it in late. I would tell him, I would tell him if, if you have a reason why your homework is late, your mom has to call me and tell me why. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Rod Serling was, was like that, uh, as far as talking, apparently he had a reputation to just, to just ask question after question after question, um, without even, waiting, without for even waiting for an answer. And then his brother, uh, said that they were, uh, heading from, uh, Binghamton to Syracuse, New York. And the family all was in on it. And they said, let's not any of us talk and see how long, uh, Rod will Just talk in the, the car hallway. and he talked through the entire uh, two hour car ride. Jesus Christ. He just never fucking stopped asking questions and talking and looking out the window. They had to asking. be grinning and smiling. Oh, they had to be dying inside. But then it probably that lasted know, 20 minutes. It was normal. Rolling your eyes like if it was, if, if that was a normal thing and they were doing that, they probably were just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. So, uh, he was a class clown. Um, one of his uh, teachers, his English teacher, uh, Helen Foley, got him into public speaking and he joined the debate team and uh, he started writing for the school newspaper. Um, and apparently even then in like the fucking 1930s, early 1940s, he got a reputation as like a social activist. He was writing articles mm. that were on the fringe and like calling for freedoms for people who didn't have freedoms and looking out for the little guy. And like, even back then he had a, he had a reputation for, to like not fucking take no for an answer and to talk about shit that made people uncomfortable. Um, that was my dorky little ass when I wrote a letter to the president about nuclear disarmament. Right. Mm. <laughs> he knew a lot about it. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck my deal was. I was really political when I was little. Yeah. Like I would fight with my uncle and be like, he's wishy-washy on all the issues. And my uncle would antagonize me and just fucking pick at me. And I fucking loved Ronald Reagan. And I, he was fucking, You're like my, little... my uncle was a hardcore Democrat and he would fucking go back at me back and forth. And I guess I was like, I loved family ties. I was about to say, you heard I a little, loved Alex, you heard a little Alex Keaton. They called me little Alex Keaton when I was little because I would say shit like that. And then I fucking yes. got a letter from the president. I was on the front page of the newspaper for talking about us sharing a birthday and, and and me talking to him about nuclear disarmament. Right. It's like mm. fucking six or five or something when that yeah. happened. That's why we don't talk about politics on yeah. the show. Yeah. It'll make me relive my heydays. Yeah. And bring it back yeah. around. Because that was like in the 80s and he's still talking I'm still about talking it. About yeah. so just imagine, I won't let it go. Just, just imagine it right yeah. now yeah. if we did it. Yeah. Um, It'd be a whole show on nuclear disarmament. Yeah. <laughs> so World War II comes around and uh, he wants to drop out of high school early to enlist. And his teachers all convince him to, you know, just graduate first and then enlist. It was like the one, next day. Yeah. One of his teachers actually said, um, 
wars will come and go, but your education is forever. Um, and so, yeah, then he graduates high school and the very next day he goes down to the recruiting Mm, center and, and signs up. Um, and technically education will always be there. True. That's true. So not always, there might be a war so bad that education. We have no more education. That's true. Eh, I mean, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to fight the Nazis, but he ends up like no joke. He was a fucking paratrooper, um, which at the time was like as elite as it got in World War Two. Paratrooper was brand new. His rank is unimpressive, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a weird description for that rank. Like it it? says technician fourth grade. Yeah, I was like, did he make a paper turkey with his hand cut out? (laughs) The fucking fourth grade paratrooper? What does that mean? Technician fourth grade and then in parentheses T4. There's a bunch of 11 year old kids. He should have stopped at T2 because that was the best one. 11 year old kids are just jumping out of the treehouse with fucking blankets. (laughs) That's fourth grade paratroopers right there. Yeah, he served in the 511th Parachute Infantry Regiment of the 11th Airborne Division, and he got sent to the Pacific Theater, which bummed him out because the whole reason he joined the war was to fight Nazis, kill some Nazis not man. Japanese. Um, so the the rank was created, so the technician fourth grade was created, uh, uh, recognized enlisted soldiers with special technical skills, hmm. but who were not trained as combat leaders. I'm going to say when you already have fourth grade represented as a level of education, you should just say like technician level four, class four. Something else. Fourth grade just feels like, I don't know. You already did that. It's got yeah, like paratrooper man. kindergarten status. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. For, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, Fourth first grade. grade. Is, yeah. So it said, it, yeah. said it, it represented a wide variety of soldiers with specialized skills, technical skills, such as medics, radio operators, and repairmen, mail clerks, mechanics, cooks, and tank drivers. Initially, uh, initially the three technician ranks held non-commissioned officer status. Um, yeah, so well, he was trained in, um, decommissioning, uh, explosives. Yeah. So he had a later, special though, right? skill. Well, that was probably why he got that rank. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that happened later when he went with the demolition fucking squad or whatever. Well, still, I think yeah. that was just, yeah. that's why he would have gotten that, right. that rank. Fourth grade. So it's not, so he wasn't a bottom rung dude. No. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a. So no, no, he's a fucking gangster balls of fucking steel sure when, when we get through it. Like he, so even when he doesn't have to, he goes and gets paid to jump out of planes for his first year of paratrooper training. He started boxing cause he had a lot of aggression. Um, and he had a hard time taking orders from some of the articles that I read. Um, he was a flyweight and competed in 17 bouts, uh, he uh, got to the second round of the division finals before he was knocked out. And he was remembered for his berserk style and for getting his nose broken in his first bout. And again, in the last bout, like the broken nose didn't stop him from going back in. Well, he was Jewish. <clears throat> Large so target is what Brad said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I it's see. inevitable. Yeah. I see. <laughs> nice. For a variety of reasons. <laughs> um, and again, the articles were weird. They they all just said for a variety of reasons, he was transferred to the he wouldn't demolition. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he was still exactly. doing it. Wasn't, like, it wasn't a variety. It was fucking one reason. They're they all one send that motherfucker to the bomb squad so he gets fucking yeah. shut the fuck it up. It wasn't just the bomb squad. They nicknamed it the death squad no, because of its high cat. Like, yeah. Well, he uh, never fucking shut his mouth and he never fucking like because part of it was like he he and this again comes out in twilight zone like he wouldn't take some he never took anything at face value 
So if you said, go take this hill, Ooh. And well, if yeah, he was like, why? Questions. Yeah. Like, he's like, is it worth taking? Like, is that he's, strategically is worth that, it? Like, and it's like, shut your fucking mouth and take the hill, Sterling. Like, what? Right, but yeah. it's like, and then he's always flipping off. He was probably talking about, like, fucking black rights in the Air Force. Yeah. And everybody was like, shut this motherfucker up. Go send him on the death squad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of this little Yeah, he pissed somebody off. Yeah. yeah. Um, he pissed some lieutenant or sergeant off and they're like fucking yeah you're recommissioned so one of them said one of the other officers said he didn't have the wits or aggressiveness required for combat Um, uh, they said that at one point when they were in a, a trapped in a foxhole getting Japanese fire and they were waiting until nightfall to try to make a move like all day in the foxhole, everyone was like getting their shit ready, yeah. reloading their ammo. And he was just like sitting there staring up in the sky doing nothing. And as they were getting ready, they were like, are you going to fucking reload your ammo? And he was like, Oh yeah, I probably <laughs> yeah. should. Maybe that's what kept like, him alive though. It probably is. Because it said he would was- wander off. He would just wander off on his own and like fucking walk through the jungle and fucking yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, this guy reminds me of uh jm adamek yeah why? you know him just because he got he got recommissioned too he wouldn't shut up mm. and they put him as the the bartender of the gay bar mm-hmm. that's a true story, I that is about, true story. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they recommissioned him they didn't the always have gay bars because he was a green yeah. beret i didn't know they currently had gay bars in the oh army. yeah pink beret the army yeah oh, he no. was a green beret and then he got his pink beret okay well, yeah good for him so Sterling time. So he along with he that. did. Um, you know, fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm going home. He did. Um, I think it's because we talked about Negroes earlier. Mm-hmm. Now he's on. No, edge. I'm all about that. Um, <laughs> so, like the Philippines was horrible. Like the battle for the Philippines. Like one example. <laughs> that was his best friend. Actually, has happened to. I can't so imagine this. He was. Uh, they were doing um, a comic monologue for the platoon one night. Like, dude, they're sitting around trees, and, yeah. and his best friend's up there like, and then blah, 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 like yeah, fucking yeah. being so a what's, jokester. what's the deal with these bayonets? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, a fucking supply drop comes in and decapitates him. him. Nice. Like, they drop a parachute full of fucking bread and cheese, and it fucking, the, the crate, like, chops his fucking head off while they're standing there talking. Laughing. Like, laughing, like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, oh. oh. Crate took his head off. What's the deal with these bayonets? <laughs> wow. And this is before they knew what PTSD was. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And then, of course, a lot of people said, you know, things like this, because a lot of his scripts later on, Twilight Zone or not, dealt with war, the unpredictability of yeah. death. Like, this really uh, fucked him up. Um, yeah. At least he had an outlet. Yeah. I mean, um, more than some people. So he got injured. Uh, and then went back into fighting. He was under uh, General Douglas MacArthur with the paratroopers to retake the Philippines. Um, and uh, they and he went through some shit like they it said they, that he didn't face a whole lot of resistance. But when they fought Vice Admiral Sanji Iwabuchi, that's a Star Wars character. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> He had 17,000 troops behind a maze of traps and guns and ordered them all to fight to the death. So Serling's unit had to fight block for block through a Japanese death trap. They had a 50% casualty rate. 50% casualty rate. Like half these motherfuckers are dying, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and he was in the mo- and he was like up front disarming landmines and shit. Yeah, like in the worst of it. You know the crazy truth of war is how much friendly fire happens too. Oh, I know a lot. Like, oh, one yeah, of those things lot. we studied was like they were shooting down planes because their like radios didn't work. Yeah, and then they go fucking a look lot. for like dog. They're like, oh shit, dog tags, wrong one. Yep. Like damn. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, we kill more of our own soldiers than actually probably. Like, like yeah, currently, yeah. Like currently, like the new war. Like we remember, kill more of our own soldiers, I believe. Like I remember I, I was that hearing something about Desert that storm. I remember just constantly. Yeah, we killed more of our own yeah, people than, just than they killed the friendly because yeah. the helicopter would just open up on a fucking platoon of guys yep. and just fucking shred them. Yep. You know. Um, so during his military service, he got the Purple Heart, the Bronze Star, and the Philippine Liberation Medal. Um, and then he goes back home and. Uh, he said, quote, I was bitter about everything and at loose ends when I got out of the service. I think I turned to writing to get it off my chest. But everybody said that he had nightmares for the rest of his life. He was deeply traumatized by what he went through in the war, which I would imagine most people who went through the fucking Pacific in World War II probably had nightmares for the remainder of their lives um, about the horrors of it. They just but, called it shell shock back in the day. Yeah, they did. And then shortly after getting back from the States, his father dies suddenly of a heart attack, um, which also couldn't have helped. But he goes to college. Um, he starts to study theater and broadcasting. He changes his major to literature, but he's studying really the big three. You know, he was probably figuring out, what do I want to do? Do I want to act? Do I want to be a radio actor or announcer? Do I want to do theater? Do I want to write? Um, but he's right there in the pocket, kind of where he should be to study all that stuff. And um, his eyebrows could work the night shift. That motherfucker could have two jobs just because his <laughs> eyebrows could have one. Yeah, he's fucking got some serious brows, does, like Muppet man. brows. Yeah, <laughs> looks like the judge on the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his eyebrows are fucking <laughs> crazy. He has a very distinguished like yeah, very, that yeah. era. Look. Like you don't see people like that anymore. No, if you saw a dude that looked like that, you'd be like, "What in the fucking time travel is happening, yeah. bro? <laughs> no, Did you and just pay thirty five cents for a cup of coffee at a diner?" And if he talked like that, like the oh, way yeah. he spoke was so, even like on interviews where he doesn't have a script, it's like so eloquent. Yeah. His vocabulary is so fucking elevated. You're like, people just don't talk like that anymore. Yeah, yeah they don't look like that either. And you can thing. hear him smoking cigarettes on the interviews. Three he was packs just, a day. Yeah. Still getting yeah. after it. Just, yeah. Back then, that's what you did. You smoked on an interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're allowed. If you went on like fucking Fallon, could you still smoke if you were like someone known for it, you know? Chappelle does. Like Dice Clay? Oh, yeah. Chappelle does. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess you can. Yeah, you got to be Chappelle status, I think. Um, He's like, you want or it's to- got to be a bit like if Will Ferrell came out smoking and never addressed yeah. it. Like, you, exactly. Yeah. You would just, has a pipe. You would just if he had a pipe and he's just smoking it. Yeah, yeah. no, they're not stopping it. No. Um, so he starts, uh, he meets his wife, Carol. They have two daughters together and he starts to freelance writing for the radio. And um, he wrote, apparently he wrote a really impressive script about boxers and the producer was like, go to TV. Like you're writing a script about boxing. Yeah. Like, isn't that a visual? Medium? And then he threw a jab. Yeah. And then he threw, yeah, yeah like, but keep in mind, television is brand fucking new. Yeah, like people radio, are used to hearing overly descriptive radio is where yeah, it's at. Commentary. So, so he starts uh, uh, writing. He starts well, they used writing. to do that because they had like the, what's, what shows were on the radio that people would run to the Lone Ranger and, and stuff. Everything, yeah. The shadow. So yeah. So like, it was all on the radio. That's mm-hmm. what he was trying to write for. All the early yeah. soap operas yeah. started on the radio. Yeah. Like that was where entertainment was. He just yeah. got into it at the, it was the timing. What's that just accent kind of called? It's like right. an Atlantic accent or something. What's it called? Where uh, they all mids, 
a mid-century Atlantic accent, yeah, I think. Yeah, they all kind of had that shit back in the day. Yeah, yeah, actresses, actresses, mm-hmm. and Rod Sterling did. Um, and while he's doing this, so he's starting to, to learn his chops at writing, and he supplements his fucking income with the Air Force, not as a test pilot. As a test jumper. As a test jumper. So they would come up with new parachutes and new parachute folds and fabrics. And he would just fucking jump out of airplanes with a brand some brand new shit on his back for 50 bucks a jump. Oof. And on some of them. 50 was a lot back then, though. Yeah. On on one, he got paid 500 half before and half after yeah. <laughs> for an especially hazardous test. Um, in one instance, he earned a thousand dollars for testing a jet ejection seat that had killed the previous three testers. Did they have it on remote or was he like in the back seat? Like, and they just kicked his seat out and the pilot kept on the, flying. You might've just pulled the, Oh, like on a fucking one on the ground. Probably. Yeah. And then the explosives kick yeah, your kick you fucking enough. seat up. But yeah. So three in a row died. We'll give you a thousand bucks if you want to be number four. That's what happened <laughs> to Goose, man. Like, Too soon, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but he did it. So he ends up going through, like, there's a whole bunch of shit that he writes here, but it's a weird, like, it's a weird time for screenwriting. Cause at the time, a lot of television wasn't anything like television that we would recognize it as. So it would be like a, a playhouse, which is the, the way the radios used to work. So it would be like the Westinghouse hour. And every week it was just these actors who were trained actors would come out and they would have a brand new script. They would play completely different characters, but someone would write a script for these actors and they would come out and deliver this yeah. piece. Yeah. I watched a show called tell Groucho. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. And it was, he was a guest on it. It was very strange. Like the whole way they did it, it's like, wow, before they had conceptualized and kind of settled in, they're just trying shit. Yeah. And to see the evolution of it, I had yeah. never watched anything like that. Like you see like, I don't know, like Dick Clark, like old shit, like, but you don't see, uh, you just didn't see that. And so he's sitting there and he's like, they bring out a pretty girl, pretty blonde girl. Mm-hmm. And then she's on a microphone in front of a stool. And she, he talks with her a little bit, but it's very awkward. Like they're trying to just like free ball it, I think. And then he's like, why don't you introduce our next, next guest and have him come on out? And she's like, bring out Rod Serling and does her little thing. And she walks off all cute. Then he comes out and it's like, so what are you going to tell me, Rod? He's like, I want to tell you about a waiter at an Italian restaurant that I was just at. Um, he was bringing out our food and I couldn't ignore his opera voice. And, uh, he sits there and like introduces opera singer guy. And then he's like, all right, well, I got to get going. Cause it takes us 24 hours to get ready for our show. And it's tomorrow on Fridays on this channel. Like, right. like all like, yeah, promote there. It, yeah. And like, well, bring him out. And he's like, Hey, good luck with you. And like shakes the opera guy's hand. And he's like, he walks off and leaves. That was his whole spot on the show. And then Grouch is like, so I hear you can sing opera, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, why don't you give us a little bit? And they like lower the lights. It's like, man, this is weird. It is weird. And they just hadn't like settled into the format that we accept as normal now, you know? I mean, I can't imagine a television show where it's like, there's this cast of 15 people and every week they come out live and they play completely different people. Yeah. What was like right now? That would be like SNL. Well, no, but, but for an hour long sustained drama, right? Like it's not skits. It's, it's a this play. week. It's I'm a, a fucking like a live, live last play. week. I was a fucking mm. cop. This week I'm a drug dealer. Right. Next week I'm a fucking radio salesman. Yeah. And it's just like, to, I to right now it almost seems like that would be a cool notion. Like just get like a group of really good actors and every week they come out with a whole new one hour thing. thing. It's a new show. Yeah. 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 But it has to resolve. 
In an hour. Yeah. yeah. And there were a bunch of them. So he starts getting notoriety writing these scripts for these different shows. And a lot of like everyone, he writes one, a lot of the like reviews are like, we didn't know what could be done in one hour of television yeah. until we saw this. Yeah. I was thinking about even like, <clears throat> what, how cool would it be to take someone like Ron Howard or something like back or Steven Spielberg back and then be like, here's this shitty ass equipment. Yeah. What oh, can they be able to make? Yeah. They'd be be like, able to they're going to like, Oh, what we're going to do. We're going to pan away and we're going to put this on a fucking skateboard and like yeah. roll this shit back. Yeah. And they're going to take they, these they angles, would, and this perspective. Yep. But would it be out of sync with like society's expectation or were they immediately adapt and love it? Like, did we have to evolve into that? And to know no, that it'd like, probably be before, ahead of its time. Maybe I, one I, of think, it would, I like, think it would be, I, I point to citizen Kane. Because everybody points to that as this moment in filmmaking that changed all of film. And it's because I think he was the first one to figure out the language of film in a way that appealed to everyone's visual senses. And I think if Spielberg was back there, he would have done the the same same thing. thing. It's like, this is how the mind wants to perceive what's on the screen. And Spielberg is an expert at that. And he would have done it. And every other director would have been like, holy fucking shit. What do you think about like temporal and continuity things though, where it's like, Oh wait, is it two weeks later? Oh, is that the kid grown up? And now it's a guy like, would they have known that? Or did it need to be like, this is happening? Like, in this order, I think like, they would know. I think they would if, know. If you went yeah. back to a certain kind of a, if, you, if you told them now to to develop a film that was made in the '60s, they'd be able to do that, or, right. or '40s, or whatever. Like they would be able to do that if you told them make a but the, make a silent can. film. But I'm saying, you know could I mean? the, would the audience have perceived it and got it? Would it be like Johnny, uh, like Johnny Be Good on Michael J. Fox playing it to the fucking crowd at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, where he's well, like, that's, "I guess that's you guys weren't ready time. for that." But yeah, that's you know ahead of I mean? time. If if they went back and made it, well, I think a, I think a lot of them would probably have been movies that came out that. I don't know. See, I'm saying like if Sir Mix-a-Lot broke out with Baby Got Back at a fucking like dance, they'd have been like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Like, but the thing is, though, every other director would have been like, did you see what that fucking guy Spielberg did? Yeah. Like w- whether it was a hit or not, everyone would have been like biting changed, his fucking yeah. moves. It would have changed the the industry. But so he wrote a ton, ton of stuff. He did what um, now with the camera? Like, they yeah, exactly. How did he do yeah. that? Yeah. So yeah, people but, on the live are saying that they're like, they're worried about watching the live because they won't have an episode later in the week. But someone just said, oh, I feel the same. I just drink enough during the live that I don't really remember enough. So I can just listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Way to go. <laughs> um, Got some real winners listening yeah, in. Fucking shit. So this tell, so in 1948 um, or 1950, this tells you the way Rod Serling's brain works. He wrote a thing for one of those hour long shows. And the premise was it was the ghosts of a young boy and a young girl who were killed in World War Two, And they haunted a train and they would look through the train windows where scenes would go on of people on the train. And then the, it would cut back to the ghost children who would make commentaries about the modern world that has left them behind since they're fucking dead. He's like writing sixth sense. What? Yeah. And they, and the studio was like, what if they're just alive? (laughs) 
<laughs> and they and they hang out with people locally and see what their food is. And then they turned it into a show that ran three seasons. Yeah. You know, but it's like he would have these fucking ideas, and then the studios and the the uh, sponsors would be like, "Come on, dude, oh, dead kids, Two dead children. <laughs> Why are we doing that? Fucking haunting a train. <laughs> Let's make yeah. it now, man. Let's make this happen. That sounds fun. But that and it's like that's such a fucking great idea. Yeah. Like I could, that show could come on right now and be yeah. a fucking yeah. hit. You know, but it tells like you. A, sounds like an anime. It tells you yeah. where his fucking brain was. Like yeah. what a dark fucking original yeah. fucking place his brain was. So, and then one quote that I read that he said later in life, um, he said, from a writing point of view, radio ate up ideas that might've put food on the table for weeks at a future freelancing date. The minute you tie yourself down to a radio or TV station, you write around the clock, you rip out ideas, many of them irreplaceable. They go on and consequently can never go on again. And you've sold them for 50 bucks a week. <clears throat> you can't afford to give away ideas. They're too damn hard to come by. Um, if I had, if I had it to do over, I wouldn't staff write at all. I'd find some other way to support myself while getting a start. Yeah, you probably gave away writer. gold that can't yeah. be done again. Cause like, Oh, that's that old thing. They redid it. And, and I thought like, that was a really interesting take from a writer, you know, well, you yeah, can't afford to give your ideas. It's the away. same thing we do. Like before the show, like we say something that's <laughs> super funny. We're all laughing. Like, fuck, I could have went on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to come up with something else. Original right. and new, but it makes sense. Know? Think of a writer. Like if you were working for a company as yeah. a writer and you were like, oh, mind frame, like, and you just fucking started spitting it out and they made this badass Battlestar Galactica right. fucking show. You're right. like, fuck. Yeah. That's, I made <laughs> yeah. that up. I wrote And a that. lot of, I mean, I know a lot of people who have written or do write for Hollywood and it's, it's hard to have a conversation with a screenwriter because you'll be like, Hey, what are you working on? They're like, Oh, I got some stuff. I got some irons in the fire. And they're they're like, let it up. and it's like, no ideas will be given. You feel like if I tell you, Oh, I'm doing my final meeting with some producers in two weeks. If I tell someone that I've like cursed it. Oh, wow. So it's like, you'll never find out where they are in the process, what their shit is about. Like, it's just pretty like, much sounds like they're not doing it's, shit. Right. It's they just like, Oh, you know, I got on. some stuff going on yeah. and, you know, that's, and it's like the more people will tell you about what they have going on in screenwriting, the less they're doing in screenwriting. Oh, yeah. I think, unless they've already signed on a show. If you're like signed on a show and they said, what are you working on? Oh, I write for the big bang theory. That's all I can tell. Is that good yeah. enough? Yeah. <laughs> That's such can, a good show. That is a good show. Yeah. Do you see the one where he's playing, uh, they're playing magic with, uh, it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, fucking Captain I Kirk. Think, I think so. I've seen almost all of them. Oh, I haven't so seen good. the last season yet. Peter Wheaton. Um, so in 1955, there's the craft television theater and he writes a script called patterns. Um, and they put it on. It's one of those one hour scripts. And apparently like he and his wife hired a babysitter for the night when it went on live and they just went out on a date and didn't watch the show. And apparently when they got home from their date, like the phone hadn't stopped ringing all night because it was like one of the best hours in, in the history of television. Wow. Is it available? Is that something you can watch? I couldn't, I didn't like look a live for it. I didn't look for I wonder it. if you can watch it. Um, but apparently that was like, he won his Emmy. He won his first Emmy award for it. Um, these are things that would typically only air once, but they ended up reproducing it more than once because it was live, but it got such a good reaction. They put the performance on multiple times. Um, 
but uh, he at that point he was uh, very very sought after as a writer and as you would do I guess he immediately sold a shitload of stuff he had already written which wasn't his best stuff so it's like oh you're the best writer in Hollywood we need stuff from you it's like here you go here's eight yeah. things I have done Take this shit. and then everybody's like well that wasn't as good as that one and he was like it's because it was some bullshit you want some shit I gave it to you yeah. but um then he just started battling with studios. Um, anything that they thought was controversial or would look bad, they would force him to change it. So one example was he wrote a teleplay called Noon on Doomsday, and it was set in the South about the lynching of a Jewish pawnbroker. Um, and he uh, told a radio interviewer that it was inspired by the murder of Emmett Till, the 14 year old black kid, which basically kind of started the civil rights movement. Um, and no one on earth would ever fucking write a screenplay about on television. Mm. Um, and, uh, as soon as he said that to the radio, they immediately came back and they were like, let's talk about what changes you have to make on that script. Um, it's going to be baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Another the example. Bat the bat this, stole the bats. We're just going to get the bats back again. There's this couldn't be more Rod Serling. And I really want to find this. He wrote a script um, called No Christmas This Year. And, oh, it never got produced. It took place in a city that no longer celebrated Christmas. Like the first half was this town and it was December 25th and they all wanted, you know, oh, well, we used to celebrate Christmas and mm -hmm. no one could remember why they did or why they don't anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the magic of Christmas was gone and they didn't know why. It's like reverse Grinch. Yes. But then the second half yeah. um, is the North Pole and you see Santa Claus dealing with elves who are on strike because of poor labor uh, <laughs> treatment. Um, instead of creating toys and candy, they had a, a development deal to make bombs and uh, poisonous gases. And Santa always gets shot at on his route. Um, and one of the elves was recovering because he got hit by shrapnel. Nice. So they that's could, why there's no more. Christmas. They're close to making that shit because they got Winnie the Pooh, the fucking bloodbath and all that shit. Have you seen that? Like mm -hmm. fucking bloody the Pooh. And now they're going to make a, a Mickey mouse because what happens is like the rights uh, oh, or yeah. all the copyright shits over for like oh, Mickey Mouse Winnie the Pooh so people can make it. So yeah, now they made really like shit. Winnie the Pooh bloodthirst or yeah. some shit. So <laughs> right. I could totally see them. Winnie the that. sex poo. Like they do that patterns is a hour and a half black and white. It's available. Oh, is it? And that uh, notice you got on your door is real. And my friend knows that person. They work together. So what the fuck is that? I don't call. know what it means. Yeah. Tell your friend. Oh, well, when you call, they'll hey. tell you. They'll say, what's your case number? You'll tell them the case number. They're like, you need to cut all that shit down in the backyard because it's going to yeah. catch on fire. Tell your summertime. friend. Tell your friend to tell them to fuck off. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell them to make a, I'm going to design a better thing. Than it's that bullshit. That thing is bullshit. It's it just very, looks like it's fake, thing. dude. Yeah. It's not very convincing. Yeah. 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 It looks Trying like to make a more professional fucking door. And angle. send it to me in the mail. Yeah. True. Like an official, like, <laughs> or, like or if it would have been a sticker they stuck to your door, like fucking like legit, you know that'd what be, I mean? That'd like, be even more legit. You'd be like, okay, that'd piss yeah. you off, but it'd be right. like, mm, that's right. a fucking sticker. It's not some 
door hanger that somebody printed at fucking Kinko's. Okay, well, I'll call them where I want. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. Well, um, you owe $151 already. So. Oh, yeah, for some shit I am Don't not even aware know, of. Never yeah. been, you've never, never been, told been notified yeah. about. You know, my shit happened. The, remember my air conditioner broke? And so, like, I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And then my father-in-law was like, no, I got a guy. Like, we fucking play golf mm-hmm. together and drink and fucking race pigeons or whatever. He just do me a favor. And he was like, I'll have him come out. So, like, they fucking call the dude out and he comes to my house. I'm not there. He gets up there and checks the air conditioner. He's like, yeah, that, this board's fried. And I was like, oh, cool. So I climb up there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the board's fried. So I just fucking take four screws out, get on eBay, buy the board, put it back in mm-hmm. and fix it. And like message the dude like, hey, thank you. Um, I got up there and, uh, and figured it out. Two days later, $110 bill came in the mail. Mm-hmm. I was like, those motherfuckers. motherfuckers. I didn't even ask for them to come out. Yeah. Someone else called that shit. I didn't even make the call. You made 110 bucks of it. Yeah. So. So it cost me now. It cost yeah. me 150. That's still better. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I went, I went up there and figured mine out. Fucking by I've, myself. I've done it a few times. I should. I should have got up there. If I would have started taking panels off. Yeah. Now I know better. Like, don't be scared. Well, there's only like five things that go wrong on them. Yeah. And if it's your compressor, you're fucked. You got to yeah. have somebody come. But a board, you could change. Capacitor, capacitor you could change. Yeah. I changed fan, the capacitor change. in my old house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you fix, do you fix your fan? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was confusing as fuck. His too. You can't get. Well, you can buy the original. Yeah, you guys gave me your bad fucking AC juju. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> my shit broke after your guys' shit, and then fucking mine broke <clears throat> last Sunday. It always happens Sunday. right when it gets hot again. Yeah, no, it was no yeah. mine's. I've been using mine. I always right. turn mine on early mm-hmm. because <clears throat> fuck off. And so, like, because I keep my house cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like I don't go seventy eight degrees. Like that shit's right. hot as fuck. So, I uh, Sunday it was working fine. And then fucking that night, my wife's like, man, the air, and the air's been running and I just wasn't paying attention to it, but it was just running. It was hot. It was like the hottest day of the yeah. year so far. And uh, it was supposed to be like a hundred. It was like 98, 99, whatever. And, uh, and I was, damn, it is running. It's been running for a long time. And she's like, it's 78 in here. And I was like, fuck. God damn it. And it's at 72 and right. fucking I feel, and I'm like, motherfucker. Cause like it just started, it started really getting warm. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So like I get the ladder out, I go up there, I turn everything off, you know. Your whole so unit's on the there. roof? You don't have the mm. condenser on the ground? Okay. No, yeah, the condenser's on the roof. Yeah. And so I get up there and fucking I'm looking at it and I'm like, fuck, man. So I go down, I turn it on, I go back and I, and I hear the compressor kick on and it kind of like gets cool mm-hmm. and then it gets hot immediately. And I was like, mm, that's weird. I, actually, I just turned it off and let it set for a few hours first because <clears throat> I was thinking, oh, maybe it froze over right, or something happened. Right. Meanwhile, your house is like fucking 87 <sighs> oh, degrees, yeah. 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah. So fucking so I'm like, all right, it's time to kick it back on. Like it's getting late. I better fucking figure this out or else it's going to be a hot night. And, uh, so I get back up there and I, 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 I go outside and I kick it on. It's like kind of cool at first for like a minute and then it gets hot and I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, fuck it. I get the ladder out. I turn it off, get the ladder out. I go up there, wash the coils off. Cause I think, and well, maybe the cool. And I just did it not too long ago. So I went down, turn it on, come back out and I'm listening and all I hear is the compressor. It's a, bzz, you know, no right. fan. I'm like, I wonder if that fucking fans out. So I fucking climb up there and it's still on. I fucking hit it. Bah! Right on the top, and the sp- fans all fucking spins up, and I was like, and hot ass air came out of there, and I was like, fuck, air got cool, fucking, and uh, for a while, cool, well, it, until it it worked until it kicked off. All right. So I set it at seventy. I set it at seventy, and it was fucking like eighty in the house. That motherfucker ran for hours. Got the house cool though. Right. Turned off, and I left it. And then middle of the night, I heard it kick back on, and fucking, I got up, and I was like, fuck, put my hand up there. 
it fucking got warm and I was yep. like, fuck, it's it like didn't kick back on. I was like, I'm not climbing on the roof right now. Yeah. Fuck it. So I fucking, I fucking turned it off. And then the next day I found a spot here in town that sold the fan, but it was a universal fan. Was it coast? No, no. Uh, Econo air. Okay. They sell it to the public. That's cool. And it was only $20 more than online. And I got it that day. No, that's good. So I didn't have to fucking wait three, four days to get it in the mail. But the original one, if you got the original one, it was like fucking kind of expensive. If you got the actual branded wired up one. And uh, I wonder if you would have took like a fucking wind machine, like 20 inch fucking like, you know, round box fan and set that bitch up there with an extension cord. I don't think it pulls enough air. No, no. So just to hold you over. Just hold you over. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could have yeah. just went up there and hit it again, and it probably would have ran. But I, I went in there and I fucking get up on my roof, dude. And it's fucking the next day. It's hot as shit again, and fucking. That I was probably that day that I got to one hundred two. <clears throat> yeah, I pull everything a fucking part, and I got it all apart. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I got a, two wires running to the that, and a wire running there. This has six wires. I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck. I'm like, god damn it. I know two of them go to a different capacitor now, right. but I'm like, well, which. Do both these wires come off here or what? So I call the guy and I'm like, Hey, super cool, by the way. Right. Like, and he's like, Oh, he's like, he's like, no, he's like, uh, he's like, you're going to take those off. He's like, matter of fact, he's like, I gave you the wrong fan. And I was like, fuck. I was looking, I was like, yeah, you did. Give me the wrong RPM. Right. So I was like, fuck. So I had to mm. get off the fucking roof. Take it back. Shit, back. Take that motherfucker all the way across town on union. Drive back home, fucking get back on the roof, fucking, and uh, and then still same wiring though. And I'm like, fuck. He told it me it wasn't just like a six fucking click. Like it wasn't one of those. No, no, wire no, no. Yeah, so I had to, and the wires were too short, so I had to extend the wires. Oh fuck. And then fucking, um, yeah, and it was a completely different wiring setup with its own capacitor and fucking all this shit. But I fucking got it, and it was a nightmare though because I turned it on. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was set funny, but as soon as I turned it on, it kicked on. The fan came on. I was like, fucking sweet. And it's all shut down. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, God damn it. So I got down, go to the fucking breaker. Didn't kick the breaker off. I was like, fuck. So I turned the breaker off. I get up there. I'm looking around. Nothing. Turn it on. The inside fucking thermostat, I have a nest and it's saying no power to unit. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like I fucking blew something up. (laughs) Fuck. So then like I'm fucking around with it, fucking around with it, fucking around with it. I get back up there and apparently like I must have hit a little wire that went into the thermostat and it broke it. So I plug that back in. I can't get the thermostat to work again. And I'm like, so it was just a fucking mess, dude. But I finally got it running. Like I waited, I unplugged some shit, plugged it back in, finally got it working and it was working. Like I thought I blew something up. You know what I mean? Like, and I finally got it working though. And it's like in Bakersfield at the fucking beginning of summer, the fucking air conditioner is no, like the one thing the you thing. fucking need. That's yeah. the thing. You dude. cannot not have an air conditioner. I get my Unless new you live in oil down, you just have a cooler, but I get my new one on Monday. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh fuck. Should have taken your old one. Even your hand-me-downs better than mine. Yeah, <laughs> I got that board installed on mine. Flipped the breaker and and fucking hit it, and then nothing happened. Nothing, uh, not a sound. Yeah, that, yeah that's. I turned it yeah. off. I got back up there. I was like, fuck. And there was one red wire, like a bare wire, way down in this nest of shit. And I was like, hmm. fuck. There's a wire nut right here. I was like, oh, these must go together. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I'll take the risk. Look for smoke. I told Maddox, watch for smoke, bro. And it was all, yeah. it kicked on. I was like, yes, I was yeah. right. It is went, it cold? Is it that, cold? Yeah, that yes, went yes. in that fucking yeah. wire nut. I was lucky, yeah. though. Yeah, it just <laughs> fell out. That same thing to me. The little Roll fucking the dice. One of the wires that ran to my thermostat broke at the AC. Uh, I was fucking around with the little panel mm-hmm. and fucking it broke it off. It was brittle. 
And so I, stri- I fucking, it was still in the spot it, it though. It didn't peanut, look like it was moved. Brittle. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So I stripped it and plugged it in and then it still wasn't working though. I had to fuck around. I think the thermostat was weird, but uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Rejoice. You got it you back know, up. Yeah. How fuck, much was man. the fan? Uh, 180, oh, 180 bad. bucks. It was 160 on, on, uh, that's better than on Amazon. Yeah, that's so it was 20 bucks and I got it that day. Like yep. I said, it was worth the extra yep. 20 Fuck bucks. Yeah, it was. So, so Rod Serling writes a script called the can, time element. He couldn't fix his own AC. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. I, I don't know, so. man. He was, a, he might've been able to actually disable bombs. God damn it. Fuck you, Rod. Um, but he wrote it for uh, the Westinghouse Desilu Playhouse, which was a thing that uh, Desi Arnaz and uh, Lucille Ball owned. And it was, again, just another hour long show. And uh, it was about a it was a straight up Shamalama ding dong movie. It was a I mean, it, was, it sounds pretty much like Sixth Sense, to be perfectly honest. That was a vibe I was starting to get from the dead kids earlier. It was like a man goes to a psychiatrist and. Uh, he's talking about the fact that he keeps having nightmares about the attack on Pearl Harbor, even though it's like the fifties and he shouldn't be alive. And I don't really fully get what the twist was, but it turns out that the man was actually, it was dead. more like fight club. It was that, um, it, cause I was like, damn spoiler. I almost kind of wanted to watch this right? and well, spoiler alert for the record, if you're going to try to watch it, but um, it ends up that no one was visiting the psychiatrist at all, that he was having them. The psychiatrist was having the nightmares. Oh, okay. he was having nightmares about like uh, the Pearl Harbor. And he, th- I think he was also maybe dreaming that he was talking to this guy about nightmares. Like he was helping Pearl somebody Harbor. else. Right. He was yeah. helping yeah. somebody else. Yeah. But really, it was, it was him. actually him that yeah. was having the nightmares. Yeah. And it was super popular. That episode was, I guess, Lucille Ball came out at the end and was just like smoking a cigarette and said, yeah, wouldn't that be something? And just like ended. And Rod Sterling was like, that did not like that was a waste. Yeah. Like you should have come out and said something profound. You know, like, and then Matt was like, I'm tired of these censors. I'm tired of these fucking, you know, networks. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah. And I'm tired, yeah. he was like, I'm going to do my own show. And Matt was where the Twilight Zone is born from. The bad Lucille Ball discussion of his screenplay is where he decides I'm going to talk about my episodes. And I don't know, like the Alfred Hitchcock hour was a TV show at a similar time and it was less sci-fi, more psychological weirdness and Hitchcock would come out and talk before the episodes. But I don't know if that came out before this or vice versa, but um, he just fucking crushes it. His commentaries are great. The scripts are amazing. Um, Just the opening, like (laughs) there is a fifth dimension beyond which, uh, beyond that, which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. That's pretty, that's fucking intense, dude. That's like the opening lines of the fucking thing. Um, like as a writer, if you weren't a fan of twilight zone and you saw that, could you change anything about it to make it better? No, I don't think I could dude. It's so good. Um, and, um, but apparently it was funny cause he did that voiceover. They had the full pilot done and one of the editors came over to him and they were like, I think we need to retake this. And he was like, why do we need to retake this? And he was like, cause there's, 
there's you said the sixth dimension like there's mm-hmm. already five dimensions and yeah he was like yeah. there's only like we don't there's only Three. four he was he was four. like oh i thought there Is were there already five and five? he was like no there's four you'd be and he was like oh, okay yeah well then we need to recut it so like in his brain there were already five dimensions and he was talking about the sixth so they should have just left it, it. they should have just there's yeah. a sixth dimension yeah yeah fuck you figure out the fifth and then get yeah. back to me we're already past that yeah um maybe the six is the fifth you know what i mean exactly six is the new fifth yeah (laughs) he wrote 92 of 156 episodes yeah yeah Yeah, 92 episodes dude he wrote that's pretty good that's insane that's an insane amount of work for a screenwriter but he did that's better than george he did write write the one (laughs) he did write the one shitty one though yeah he did he did you're you're bound to have that yeah he is better than george Strait for sure Mm -hmm. um he gets multiple Emmys. Um, he becomes famous because he's the narrator on the actual show. Um, and you know, it'd be uh, crazy if he did a Twilight uh, or a uh, an episode on George Strait actually writing his own music. Oh, like where, and then at twist. the end he didn't really write it. That'd be a like, twist. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, like, I, thought, I already thought he didn't write. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> but he did write it, but then he didn't write it. That's the sixth dimension. Yeah, exactly. That's the sixth. That's dimension. the Mandela yeah. effect. Yeah. So some of the actors that were on the show, um, Burt Reynolds, Bill Bixby, AKA the incredible Hulk, Ron Howard, Buddy Ebsen, AKA Jed Clampett, uh, Charles Bronson, Carol Burnett, Robert Duvall, Dennis Hopper, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Shatner, George Takai, Mickey Rooney, just like tons and tons. Have you ever seen Leonard Nimoy's people. album? Mm-hmm. Fucking shit. It's yeah. like buttery something. Yeah. It's called like buttery. Oh, and Shatner's is a classic, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, the, so the show um, was a little bit out of order, but um, he won his fifth Emmy uh, for writing. So basically he just keeps winning Emmys. They won a Hugo award. It won the unity award for outstanding contributions to better race relations, which is fucking crazy. Um, outstanding program achievement in the field of drama. Um, there was a really famous uh, speak for butterscotch kisses. Though, By nice. Little Nimoy. Yeah. Look at that shit. Mm, that didn't sound good. What is wrong with that guy's face? That's Little Nimoy. That guy. Jesus Christ. That's Spock. That's Spock, mm-hmm. bro. Man, what's wrong with his face? He I like, like him that. as Spock better. That's why they cast he doesn't him. Look, he doesn't look right normal. You know what no, I mean? No, he doesn't. Like when you he see him normal, ears. he needs the motherfucker's ears. alien. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, something's wrong with him. So in, in 1961, um, Newton Minow gave a very famous speech where he calls uh, television a vast wasteland um, and critiques the public interest and how it's going to change public opinion and how everything's going to be paid for and there's going to be no more freedom of thought or freedom of information, mm-hmm. basically. He's right. He was right. Yeah. Um, but he did say in that speech that the Twilight Zone, however, was dramatic and moving and we needed more shows like this mm-hmm. to save us from the wasteland. Um, basically free thinking like thinking differently yeah thinking, exactly you know exactly. about stuff in a not in a box you know? and i won't read all of them because there's yeah, a million but pick sense. a fucking group rolling stone tv guide fucking whoever they're in the top whatever of all t- of television shows of all, all time, time ever yeah. on every list yeah. that you've ever seen um and then so some well, of his yeah, classic- skinny, even like myself like i, I wasn't i wasn't even around when that was happening but later on the you reruns still see them, yeah it's that's 
embedded in your yeah, brain the sure. intro of that fucking I show. I guess it's know. on Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. So they currently run on Paramount Plus. So some of the famous episodes are To Serve Man, about a, a cookbook. I don't want to spoil things on any of them. Um, oh, I see what you did there. Cookbook there's one that, that's, that's called It's a Good Life, which might be one of the most famous ones with the little kid with magical mm. powers that everyone has to be nice to where he banishes them to the cornfield. I don't know. It's a fucking great uh, episode. Which episode of what? The, the, it's a good life which, where there's the, the little spoiled kid yeah. who everybody has to be nice to where he banishes them to what's a the cornfield. What's the one, what's the one where the little mini black people run out of the painting? What? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. You don't know? Uh-uh. I Sing the Body show. Electric, uh, which was written by Ray Bradbury. Um, a Kind of Stopwatch, which I loved as a kid, where a guy gets a stopwatch that lets you stop time. Oh, uh, I remember that one. Blew I remember that mind one. Yeah, that kid. one was I good. I remember that shit. So bad. Except, of course, at the end, the stopwatch breaks, and he's stuck in frozen time. Spoiler. Um, sorry. Um, what was the one? It must have been an Amazing Stories one. There was one like that where there's a nuclear missile gets launched, and the woman is able to stop time. And she fucking stops the missile right before it hits and just wonders. I vaguely remember that too. Yeah. Um, The monsters are due on Maple Street, which is probably my favorite Twilight Zone episode. It's just about a neighborhood and there's a power outage. And that's all I'm going to say. It's really fucking good. television. Everything. No, the power outage is where it starts. Okay. Um, And then uh, which there's an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which actually won an Oscar um, it's studied quite a lot in literature classes, this actual episode of The Twilight Zone, because it's based on a short story by uh, Ambrose Bierce. And then there's The, the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, which was directed by Richard Donner, who went on to do the Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon movies and Superman. And it stars Shatner, and he's in an airplane, and Wait, he was, keeps... It was Richard Donner? It was, yeah, Richard That's Donner. who did Goonies, too. Oh, did he really? Yep. So... He directed this episode. Uh, they redid it in the Twilight Zone movie in the 80s. And I think Richard Donner might have actually redirected it. Shatner was in it both times. Or no, it wasn't Shatner the second time. It was, uh, what's his name from Third Rock from this? Yeah, I remember because he looks out the window and sees the, the monster on the plane. Is it that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. 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 Scary as fuck. Oh, it's John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah. yeah he played it in the movie. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> I remember being so scared. So what was that? That was a redo of, of Twilight Zone? That was Zone? a redo. It was a Twilight. It was Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, that's right. The that movie. That was done in the 80s. Yeah. And then that was one of I remember them. that one. Maybe yeah. I watched that stuff too. Like that's when. Oh, yeah, I'll probably saw all yeah. of it together. I can't, but, I can't separate the Twilight Zone movie and things like. The movie was in color. Yeah, because yes, what, what was the one where the little like tree troll get, tells the kid to save all his toys or whatever, and he fucking grows up and he's like a hoarder, and then everyone's talking shit to him, but then it turns out that like his rock'em sock'em robots is worth like fucking thousands of dollars because he saved every toy from his no, childhood. I don't remember that? Yeah, it's it's one. Of, yeah, I'll have to try to look it up. But nightmare, I thought this was amazing. Nightmare at twenty thousand feet when they filmed it in the sixties. Um, uh, Shatner and the actor who uh, played. The monster. Um, so it was filmed in an airplane that was suspended 30 feet off the ground in an empty water tank. Mm. And Shatner and this other actor got a fake Shatner doll and got out on the wing 
and had Richard Donner come and watch this fight scene they were going to do on the wing. And then they choreographed it in a way so that Shatner came all the way up to where you couldn't see out the window anymore. And then the other guy threw the Shatner doll off the wing, like 30 feet down to get crushed to play a joke on the director. Cause he's like, Holy fucking shit. Like William Shatner just died. That's funny. <laughs> but the Shatner I doll. The, and that was like before Star Trek, that was before anything. Like yeah. that's some fucking balls before he had a to weird, be on a TV weird. show. And that's the fucking joke yeah. you want to play on the director. Yeah. Before was a handsome man back then. Yeah, he was. Yeah. His voice wasn't as weird either. He got uh-uh. real weird in the end. Yeah, yeah the way like his pauses and shit. How tall like, is Shatner? He's fucking he's short. short They're all yeah, short. He's probably pretty short. Yeah. Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? So, so, so Tom Stallone? Cruise about fucking yeah, four Stallone, nine. Super Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, they're all fucking yeah. short and small. So he got done with Twilight Zone because he was tired of the work and the pressure and the writing. He still wrote. Um, a million things for a ton of TV shows like all over the place and uh, he did a show called The Night Gallery and I couldn't find the era it looked like late 70s or something Um, but he became a screenwriting teacher at Ithaca College uh, and he wrote this movie a TV show called Night Gallery which was very similar to to Twilight Zone but it was all horror instead of sci-fi and horror And the premise was he was the curator of a museum. So every episode would open with him walking through this museum and he would point to a piece in the museum and tell the story of this piece, which would cut to the horror story. And he would do three of them per hour. Um, And apparently it did pretty good. But at some point, the producers and the studio wanted to add stand up comedy in between the commercial breaks. That's a weird choice. Yeah, it's a fucking horrible choice. So they would do a horror show and and then they'd come back from commercial and Flip Wilson would do a 30 second bit. And then it would cut back to Rod That's Serling weird. in the museum who would tell another tale of horror. Yeah, yeah was he like, like someone's cousin and trying to get his comedy start? Like, we're going to get you in on this popular yeah. show. He He's was like a famous singer. comedian. He was or maybe black. someone was, was thinking about it being comedian. like a really crazy contrast of flip of like, let's yeah, make him laugh and just flip it back. Bad idea. It's like, no, yeah. that's not what this is. So I ran across, um, I ran across that. You remember Tales from the Hood? Oh, yeah. So he was a ghostwriter for him. He went by the name of Rusty Cundeef as one of the writers. I feel like you're setting something Who up. Who did? Ron. <laughs> Rod. Or Rod, yeah. <laughs> you're shit. No, he went by the, it says he went by the ghostwriting name of Rusty Cundeef. He was as dead one of the before writers. they did that. I don't know. That's what it says right here on the, uh, on the IMDb. Because when did they do that? 1995. Because he died in 75. No, that's a lie. He didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> they're lying. He's on Epstein Island. He's, yeah. he's been alive the whole time. He came time. back. Now, the thing that tripped me I out mean, is, think about it. Is it really far-fetched for him to come back no, in 1995? Not, not him of all people. No. And he died of a heart attack at 50. Did he? And I'm like, I kind of thought he looked 50 in Twilight Zone. Like, he's, he's yeah, he like, did he's, he's, he's aged. Yeah. He's got three packs like, a day, dude. He's like, uh, I was like, he was only in his 30s when yeah. maybe you Twilight you Zone? You can't age a catcher's mitt. You no. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, he just didn't look, yeah. He's looking like Jeremy Pepper yeah. had been weathered. He was like he was the Megan Fox of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Jennifer Aniston. Yep. The, who else? Who else hasn't aged? What Keanu are Reeves. Keanu Reeves yeah, hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Keanu, Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. No. Yeah, Vanna was, White. He was yeah. amazing. I think. Jack, yeah. I I think that uh, <clears throat> he was a 
a term I use very seldom. I believe he was a genius. I believe that the television, he was a genius in the medium of television. And I don't think television, I think television would have taken another decade to, it would have been behind by a decade if it wasn't for Rod Serling. I think what he let him know you could do in a TV show and the way he could say profound things about race and about sexism and about war and about the darkness of the human heart by disguising it in an alien form or making it a fucking weird book. There's no way to know, but I'm wondering, do you ever think like, because it was just time for that, that whole thing we talked about prior is like, what if he had died in war? Right. And we didn't have him. Would someone else have would done have filled it? Someone, yeah, they probably someone would have. have. It would have changed would have. it a bit. Because maybe someone's have, like, oh, that's really good idea. Oh, it's kind of already being done, though, by the guy who does yeah. Twilight Zone. You yeah. Know? And then it's yeah, like, you know, Rod. But he, Rod. if that hole yeah. was there, maybe someone would have filled it. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, there's no weird Because after, I mean, we still would have had uh, fucking the Hitchcock hour. We still would have had right. Roddenberry riffing sci-fi. To do, so someone would have been like, oh, we could do this with horror. Is right. You know, that that was out there but he was just such a talented screenwriter um the 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 because the twilight zone episodes aren't long and like what he's able to yeah for the most part the arc he can get across in 30 minutes is just fucking profound like i don't know how he does it because what's a regular show 21 minutes it's 30 well, a 30 I mean, minute 20, show 22 minutes commercials plus commercials yeah. that's what an hour shows was. like 45 that's what i'm saying look what everyone does yeah. is fucking 20 minutes it's crazy yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty crazy that's pretty that is not for me screenwriting is not for me but he was a yeah, fucking was your, genius i mean you're essentially I, you're, you're, you're creating right and what, i yeah. can't remember what to tell him in the past the reason you were so um against it like not one to fuck with it it was like a lot of work with and, and it was fruitless or something yeah. like well, it's also it's for the same reason that he was against it. Like you're, you're giving your ideas, you're up. giving your ideas, up. and it's not even just that. Yeah, if you want to pitch a show, obviously right. there is a there's a benefit to that to you eventually, right? You're pitching a show, you wrote this shit, you want someone to make a show out of it. Why are you against that? Just because you're not. Well, you're wanting to it? pitch a show I'm for them not, to buy it, and not I'm keep not writing willing it. to do the hustle. Oh, okay, pitching a show and like getting it on air to a pilot is yeah. so. I mean, it's just meeting after meeting. But you're willing for mine after disappointment. For mine, from your willing though. Ah, <sighs> uh, see. It needs to be a show, Dave. Well, someone needs to pitch it. Well, I'll get some hustle on it. <laughs> That's I, the just because I want to see it. Yeah, someone needs. They're to like, pitch so it. you wrote it. And you're like, well, no. not no. technically. I no. deal with the people. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know the. the I know, I know the, guy. the guys. Right. I know all of them. Pretty but much, we're friends. That, that he won't talk to you, but I can put you in direct contact yeah. with him. You can be in the yeah. same room while I I'm like you. an assistant yeah. to the assistant manager. I don't have that hustle in me. And you also just have to be willing to give up whatever. Like you can't compromise. You can't stand up like mm-hmm. Rod Serling did. When the right. producer is like, "No, but these two need to be brothers," you're like, "Done. Mm-hmm. They're brothers." Yeah. This, if you're willing to throw fucking money at it, it's yeah. your thing now. Yeah. You have to. You yeah, have to. They're not realize, giving you money. And no. The, you offer yeah. eighteen million dollars. Like, I'm, I'm writing yeah. a thing that someone else, that a whole team of yeah. motherfuckers is going to spend years. Yeah. altering to make millions of dollars. Yeah. Like it's just one stop. It's not even the final version that they're going to record far. They're probably going to hire a, a, a team, a team yeah. to fucking look, go over the script, make it better. They'll get a and script now doctor. Just, uh, that's we have an AI set. that's going to write like, that. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we've given it uh, 
a few a few pages of your writing, and uh, it's just gonna write like you from now on. And so, it's, just, it's just really um, it's really hard to get into screenwriting. Like even as a TV writer, it's so fucking difficult. It's what it's part of what the writer's strike right now is about is because it's gotten almost impossible to become a screenwriter um, because of the crazy. way shows are produced. Right? Because you can't. You can't become a screenwriter until you're in the Screen Actors Guild, but you can't join the Screen Actors Guild until you've written, written a screen you know, that's been produced. You know, it'd be funny. Like, would be a funny skit. Would be like a uh, person goes in, uh, like they get in trouble at work or something happens at work and they're getting let go, and they're like, "Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey took your position." They're like, "Who the fuck is Jeffrey?" And like, well, you know, he's he's around, you know, and uh, he's fucking like, well, like, no, I want to talk to if he, if Jeffrey's taking my spot, I want to talk to Jeffrey, right? You know, it's the whole thing back and forth, you know. Well, he's not really, I mean, he's not here right now. Well, he is, but he isn't, you know. <laughs> and like this whole thing goes around and around. Well, it ends up Jeffrey's AI or some right. shit, you know. It's, it's the computer, it's the AI you know. Of you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. just fucking like they took your job because they they, they mimicked you at work, yeah. you know. It's your face. All of on your the inputs screen. for yeah. yeah for for years yeah. they've been just copying. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much create. You. Yeah, you're just not. Yeah, you're not. Uh, no, we still like you. Yeah, uh, yeah, but nothing against you personally. Yeah, you were Jeff. We just hired Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more um, economical, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where it's an acronym for some kind of computer thing. You know, Something. Like yeah, it would just yeah, be yeah, funny yeah. to have. Like, I'm, I'm just talking already, about the concept. Yeah. You know, you're like already the, in Twilight Zone. Yeah, mode. you're thinking of the twist. Yeah. And I guess there was a new Twilight Zone. On Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, uh, Key and Peele. Like, uh, yeah. didn't uh, the Key and Peele guy do it? Yeah. I can't remember which one's which ever. And I, ne- I don't it know who's who. Yeah. Rusty Gundeef. Yeah. Peel. Which is the oh, shorter, yeah. heavier guy. He produced it. Yeah. And he was, I think he was like the showrunner wait, for wait, wait, wait. it. Keenan and Peele? Yes. Key and Peele. Or the other, the other one, Keenan and uh, Kel. Key and Peele. Key Peele. Yes. Oh, okay. K Dog. Uh, uh, Keanu. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, he apparently, I haven't watched it. Apparently, it's not good. Got a lot of decent actors in it, but I think it's what, because he always wanted to do horror, and that's why now the movies he writes and directs are all horror. Uh, oh, I like think the Twilight Zone let him what's that into movie? that. Out of, out of, nope. Out. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, what's that one where they're trying to save the kitten or whatever? Keanu. That was, was that was another comedy. That was the two yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, man, and that that nope, dude. When I fr- we went to a, actually a movie, like hardly ever go to the movie theaters, but that was in the movie theater, like the preview and the preview I saw, I was like, oh shit, that looks fucking like that shit looks scary. I haven't seen any of his movies, and I'm told they're all amazing. Well, no, they're not all no. amazing. Like the county one's fucking stupid. Well, no, back. his oh his actual horror movies. Oh, because he has the other one. Uh, get out. Three. He has the other one. Get he's out. Get too. out. Yeah, he's got like the black guy nope. is dating the white and girl, and they fucking. There's another one. Yeah, but that the nope one though, like the first fucking preview I saw, I was like, oh shit, like this motherfucker look that shit. Like, I got like, goosebumps. Yeah, I was no, like, oh my god, really that good. motherfucker looks badass. But then I saw another preview, and I was like. Oh, uh, they got non-crispy fuck, lettuce oh, in the yeah. sandwich. Yeah, I was like, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Brad's like, look at the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Four. No, it just, it just got weird. Like, it yeah. got, like, stupid. Like, I was just like, come on. Leafy like, green salad? Aww. Yeah. It had me fuck on the first movie. one. Yeah, but as soon as they showed it and they put, I was like, I saw the yeah. second preview and I was like, oh, they ruined it. She was eating white men chip ice cream, yeah. not the green kind. You're like, fuck this Yeah, it was shit. the red one. Yeah, yeah. fuck Red? That. I've yeah. never even seen red. You red, red men chip? No. They had dwarves. Oh, that's red. Well, that's the peppermint. It's pepper- is it yeah, pink? It's the peppermint. Yeah, peppermint. What do you think mint chip is? Peppermint. Is it pink? No, it doesn't have chocolate. Is it red? In it, though. Huh? 
Yeah, the Dwarves doesn't have chocolate. Oh, it's yes, just it the does. Pepper, no, peppermint shit. No, it's got it's got chocolate. They make one with chocolate in it. That's the only one. No, the, the one I've always had doesn't have chocolate in it. Yeah, it has chocolate in it. Mm-mm. Yep. Great Maybe debate. Enough. Go to the store right now. Look it up. Google it. What? Google the. I, I don't need to. The Dwarves. He doesn't need to because he's sure. I'm confident. He's not going to Google. It. He's going to let you Google it to find out that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. what you said. No, they have, it has chocolate in it. <laughs> so that's that though. Yeah. And if you haven't done the Twilight Zone. It's going to be weird. It's, it's old. It's dated. It's old. It's dated. The camera work is funky. But man, you're really in for some cool fucking concepts and some great twists. And the the commentary he gives at the end of each episode is fucking A+. Plus. Um, it's definitely worth giving giving a watch. All right. On that note, while Brad's Googling uh, peppermint ice cream and trying to... I don't make, know if I'm able to find it. Oh, uh, I can't find it. That's weird. That's Dwarves Candy it. Ingredients. Pretty popular ice cream company. You think you'd be able to find it? It's not a it's yeah, no, local, it's, yeah. bro. That's all over the world. Have you cool. seen their website? Uh-uh. Imagine a local website. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like GeoCities. It's fucking, yeah. It's pretty the MySpace much. page that they changed. Garbage. Yeah. They grabbed his phone. All right. Peppermint. So we are a part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Uh, Dave can't even eat this no more. You nope. can, you can check out red cool podcasts like Super Garbage Day. They haven't updated the red number 40. Super Garbage Day podcast has red number 40 in all of their episodes because they like to give you ADHD or whatever red number 40 causes. I guess it doesn't have it. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's the chocolate sauce I put on it. <laughs> put chocolate sauce on there? Oh, fuck yeah. That's what Brian Ross does that too on mm. a Super Garbage Day podcast. Probably while he's drinking whiskey. Yeah. He's drinking somebody else's whiskey. Yeah. He has to drink the chocolate <laughs> sauce because he can't. there's no more regular yeah. sauce left. You know what I figured out too? Like if you ever bought like hot fudge at the store, mm-hmm. it's, it's usually it's usually not. Well, <laughs> I figured this out. <laughs> no, I figured out. Guess put no. some thought into this one. No, no, no. Like it's usually not hot, hot dark fudge. chocolate. It's usually like you buy it and it's like it's not the same as it like if you got it at Dwarves or whatever. But if you buy the dark chocolate one. It's man, it's so much better. Like dark chocolate is so much better than milk chocolate's bullshit. Dark chocolate, what? Hot chocolate, like hot fudge. Like oh. if you buy it at the store, like usually like Hershey's hot chocolate syrup, you know, you buy it in a little thing, oh, yeah, syrup, that's fudge, I don't hot know. fudge, whatever. That's, that's bullshit. It's fucking garbage. I've like never it's, bought but hot it's, fudge. It's I like, um, I don't, I guess I don't do that. I don't know. It's hot chocolate. Like hot fudge. You say hot like, chocolate's like drink. No, hot no, chocolate's hot, like hot, yeah, hot fudge. Chocolate that you heat up to put on ice cream. No, I've never done that. What? Never done that. This I've guy. had like Hershey's in the squeeze bottle. I don't like understand Hershey's how that's possible. Yeah, never had that. This guy. I don't get a Sunday. I guess like a like a fucking banana split. It's some kind of shit like that. Like a banana split thing. No, I don't get a banana <laughs> split. I know, but, but that I, doesn't mean I've never in my life had a banana. He's confused. Split. I'm like telling him about it. he's confused. Well, I'm like, I know, what like, do you mean? I can hear like, the term in my head when you say hot fudge, like hot yeah. fudge Sunday. Yes. Yeah. I just don't think I have. Like a McDonald's, how they put hot fudge on it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever okay. done that though. I, I would. I didn't ask you if you've done it. I'm just saying. Well, it means like, I'm not familiar with it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not familiar. Have you had hot done caramel it. on ice cream? Uh, I feel like it's always cold or something, though. Maybe. Yeah, Have you had hot strawberry sauce on ice cream? Fuck no. No, never. What the fuck? What's wrong with this Hot guy? strawberry? Yes. That's a thing? Yeah. The strawberry says got like some strawberry in it in the syrup yeah. and it's hot and you squirt it on the ice cream. I mean, like, yeah. well, if you get strawberries like, and you like put I've almonds had the vanilla, in it, the vanilla cones get dipped in the hot in the yeah. hot chocolate thing, but it becomes a shell immediately. Uh, when this you do guy, it. what is this? That's fucking bullshit. Frosty King? Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Ass. Ass. I just not a sweets guy. I guess really my whole life I just really didn't do that kind of thing. You're, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, much as someone listening to this podcast is missing out in life because they've never watched Twilight Zone. Right. You are missing out hot because fudge, you've never huh? had hot fudge on good hey, ice you've cream. You've never had a Sunday? 
Usually you go never to the had a I mean, go to I mean, never had a Sunday. No, not Hershey's syrup. Not Hershey's syrup. You Fuck go sit down Hershey. at the counter at Dewar's. You make me I angry. Want, right all now. you gotta say, just say, I want a hot fudge Sunday, uh, vanilla uh, ice cream. Okay, yeah. done. They're gonna sell no, better. Fucking, better yet, a chip immediately. No, better yet, mint chip. And fucking hot fudge on it because you like men's shit. Okay. And you're talking about elevated. Well, Dewar's is level. close to my house. I never go That's in there though because it feels like it's in the ghetto. See, I'm just saying like go for the plane. It's close to my house, but I never go like, in there. Just get it's the plane. Thin line. I go in that one all the time. Because I admit it will be good with, with mint chip. It will be no, good with peppermint great. chip, but I would say go with, with Dewar's vanilla hot fudge sundae. It's going to be magical. You know what I did have you a while back though? Marshmallow that, on it. That blew my mind. Just however they do it. Just let them do it. They've been doing it the same way. That's for you put almonds on it. Like oh, so just so I die. Yeah, I hope. Um, I had a the or hot, a black hot and apple pie with a scoop black of and white. Never had a black. What's a black and white? Have you had a red and white? Car? You never had a red and white? No. Jesus Christ! Because I don't like strawberry shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna get. I want to get strawberry ice cream. You never had if strawberry I ever got shortcake ice cream, with ice cream I would on get it. Strawberry shortcake with ice cream on it. Strawberry shortcake, like the no. It was have like. <laughs> Like the, like the, you, with you, ice what, cream you about like the, has shortcake. Well, I'm picturing shortcake. It's yeah, strawberry yeah. shortcake. Then yeah. ice cream, like whipped cream, yeah. maybe someone put on, but I don't eat whipped cream no, either. Get a strawberry shortcake from Dewar's. It has ice cream on it. Yeah. I guess we just didn't really go to ice cream when I was little. Like if yeah. I got ice cream. You were just deprived. No, I would have got, I would have got mint chip or I would have got a milk. Had, I would have yeah. got a shake. I you know what shoelace soup is though, right? Never heard of that. Yeah. Liar. What the fuck is that? Is that a real thing? I don't know. It's what poor people eat. Oh. Shoelaces in their soup. Uh, Oki chow mein. I know what that is. See, That's a go. family recipe. You're you need gumbo. a hot fudge sundae. Just like pork and lettuce and crunchy noodles. Uh, he won't like it. He's like, this is no, too... No, I'm sure I'll like it. tastes like ice cream. No, no. It's not that I don't like it. It's that it's just like immediately too much. Like I can yeah, have a little... Be. I can have a little yeah, bit. It's going to be. And then I'm like, I'm over, I'm over this immediately. Like, that's good, but I'm over it. Split it. Me well, my whole thing is... My whole thing was like when you buy hot chocolate from the store, like the fudge, hot fudge, I guess you keep saying hot chocolate. It is hot chocolate. No. It's hot chocolate. Hot chocolate and put on your fucking ice. Well, I, will, I will say that you should clarify it's hot fudge. Okay, hot, fudge. hot chocolate is the hot drink fudge. you make. Hot, hot fudge. Sunday chocolate. Okay. What's that? <laughs> ice cream chocolate. It's Sunday chocolate for ice cream. Yes. Uh, it's A lot of it is milk chocolate, and it's not the same as you would get in an ice cream parlor. No. You, you but get, it's not the bullshit Hershey syrup. No. No, no, no. no. It's actually like you, you have to heat, you have to heat it up or else. Yeah, fucking, you can't even yeah. get the spoon out. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with get, you, my brother. Yeah, buy the dark. They have dark chocolate ones, and when you buy those, those are the fucking ones. That's the one. That's the. I ones. love dark chocolate. That's like if I get chocolate, I'm getting dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, you do. But sometimes I get it to the point I Sweeter get baker's chocolate. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like 100 percent cacao, cacao. Yeah, but that's not that's not. I know it's a different thing. You know what though? Gonna, you know what it is? What your mom? Tina Zavko's birthday. Oh, no, it's not. It's Artie Jayon's birthday. No, it's Tina's. Artie's is like in a week or two. It's Tina's right now today. Yeah. What are you checking? You got it on the calendar? You picked up your phone like you could check? Well, I was just checking, yeah. I How got, are you going to check? I can do what I want. I know. Where okay. are you going? Wherever I want. Birthday list? I can go. There's things. <laughs> What's in your I phone? I got things right and okay, items. apparently. All right. Super Garbage Day podcast Jeez. over at podbelly.com. Also, check out Robots for Eyes and Art and Jacob Do America. Um, our primary sponsor, as always, is El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Um, it is nutritious. It's delicious. You should put it in your mouth hole. Um, it comes in a variety of seven flavors. You can find it at most major grocery stores. They have it at Target. They have it at Walmart. They have it at mexgrocery.co.uk yeah, for probably the United today. States. It is? Yeah. Where'd you verify that? Don't worry about it. I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> um, 
If you can't get it, you can go to shopelugateco.com. They have variety packs. You can customize. You can get gear. You can get minis. You can get holsters, fucking fanny packs, flannels. They give away all kinds of cool shit. Um, they have contests all the time. Like they have a finish a sen- this sentence contest right mm-hmm. now on Instagram and Facebook, and they'll send you some fucking sauce. Just so don't put just dicks. participate. Don't put dicks. Don't be disrespectful. Yeah, this is our sponsor. You know, yeah, it's the mother of Sofa. You can King, get a basically. little edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get a little edgy. You got, you can let them know where you're from, you like get, Sofa King. You can get ledgy. Yeah, you get ledgy. Don't get edgy. Yeah, yeah. So I think you participated. I saw. I did. Yeah. What yeah. was it? Because I don't remember. The, oh, it was uh, Taco Tuesday. Actually, right. The, the controversy of the day. That's true. Of Taco <laughs> Bell. The yeah. Controversy of the day. Um, Taco tough. Bell is fighting for to like make. Taco, taco Tuesday, Tuesday public domain so they can use it or something because some little taco place some little <laughs> place with, 400, with 400 mm-hmm. franchise that's not little yeah um, has it copyrighted from like the 80s or some shit uh, so yeah but anyway uses it oh but Taco Bell's too big they can't use it they can't it. use it because right. they would actually get called out <laughs> yes. like La Villa here can use yeah. it yeah because they're never gonna know Sancho's Tacos yeah, yeah they're not yeah so but uh, <laughs> it was finished the sentence Taco Tuesday without hot sauce is mayonnaise I said something like as bland as mo- Mayo Monday. Uh, uh, see, I said mayonnaise. I said mayonnaise. Yeah. That's right. Remember that song from the 80s, Mayo Monday? Oh, yeah. yeah. Prince co-wrote it. Just yeah. another Mayo Monday. Yeah. That one? That's the one. Well, Prince actually wrote it. Kissing Valentino by a Crystal yeah. Blue Italian Stream. That's yep. the one. Yeah. yeah that Prince one. wrote it. All right. Um, he was so all anyways, about Susanna Hoffs, I think. Uh, yeah. Participate probably. on the internet. She was all about maybe him. Maybe Tekka will send you some sauce. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't know what these guys are talking about. I'm doing ads over here. Yeah. Um, also, check out you. Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com if you need stickers and or printed goods for your business, your baseball team, your soccer team, a mm. uh, practical joke that you're going to play on your friend, uh, your it's podcast. It's different than Prince.com. It is. That's a whole mm. different deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also Prince, check out Prince Dirt Cheap mm-hmm. Two Day Banners You can go to number Two Day Banners.com If you need a banner Need it fast <clears throat> They can get it to you In as little as 48 hours Check out Jimmy D's Tees At Jimmy D's Tees.com And across social media He also sells some wares And we sell some wares As well At SofaKingPodcast.com Forward slash shop And also check out Mindframe Podcast um, You can uh, get it Across all listening platforms that is Dave's uh, trilogy, sci-fi trilogy, become audio reckoning for your ears. Um, I'm going to kidnap this motherfucker. I'm going to come in here and lock this door and tell him, get creative, finish that shit up. I want to know what happens. It I'm getting there. It's really close though, right? I'm getting there, yeah. Like, I, like realistically, how many episodes are probably left? Hard to say. You give a range. You give a range. Hard to say. The endings. Like between one and 20? The endings between is going to be. Yeah, between yeah. one and 20. One and 10? Between 10 and 20. Between 10 and 20. 10 yeah, and 20. The okay. endings is going to be Harry Potter. I guess it's like. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and Hermione leaves yeah. for the final time. Yeah. And Rob Weasley is in the parking lot. Rob Weasley. <laughs> yeah. Robert Weasley. Robert Weasley. <laughs> it's one of them. the one with red hair. <laughs> you knew I was talking about. <laughs> I've never even exactly seen him, but I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> you knew what I was talking about. I know where he goes to school. I'm gonna catch that motherfucker and get a picture with him. Watch, <laughs> that would be funny. He thinks I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah, yeah. He might turn me into a rat or something. Though. I gotta be careful. True. Nah, he just fuck you up. He doesn't know the spell. He's not good at it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's he says sunshine daisy butter mellow. Turn the stupid fat rat yellow, and it never works. Hmm. Just he gets smoke and sit on his face and shit. I watched that movie a few times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. So, um, a couple of patrons, 
Um, mm-hmm. I've been looking for gardening advice mm-hmm. and uh, just made some posts and stuff. And uh, Marty Bill reached out and mm-hmm. gave me some advice. What do you say? Um, he I don't think by, I'm, I don't think he, I'm, gonna I'm do sorry. It. He goes by she, her. Well, she, her said that. Um, no, she herb. He, he called it the <laughs> oh, she herb, yeah, like yeah. a garden variety. Yeah, yeah. she herb. <laughs> he called it the squat and walk method. Mm. Oh, and yeah, it gives a whole new definition of hot fudge yeah. Sundays. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, his mom taught him it. it was yeah, way back old recipe. Right, but yeah, he said he said yeah, you just get out in the garden, squat, do your business, take a right. walk, and just leave it. Oh, fertilizer. Two birds, one turd. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't think I'm going to do it. Rolling Stone gathers no shit. That's gross. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on your tomatoes. Like it's kind of cannibalism if you think about it. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So you can't sit on the seat. Don't shit in the kitchen. Yeah. Float like a butterfly. Suck like a dick. They always say, "Don't shit where you cook." That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, you're not cooking there, but it's in the food. Right. It's on the food. Because yeah. you're shitting on your yeah. vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks for the advice, but I, I didn't like it. And I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but uh, Steph Heron mm. um, replied on the gardening post. But oh, I didn't. butter crumpets. Mm-hmm. Oh, butter crumpets. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you see what they said? British porn star. Yeah. They call her the turd burglar. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Because after they fuck her in the ass, she shits automatically, and then she just eats it. And she takes something on the way out. And she's embarrassed to leave, but she yeah. steals something when she yeah. goes. She's always covering Turd her teeth. Burglar. Yeah. Yeah. Always covering her teeth. It's weird. <laughs> she shits after yeah. sex, embarrassed to smile in front of you. And she eats it so you <laughs> yeah. don't see it. Yeah. And then when she leaves, she takes her globe. Yeah. When you, yeah. When you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. She's like, this globe still has Australia on it. This yeah. is an antique. She <laughs> leaves with it. <laughs> <laughs> with her distinctive laugh. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like that. So thank you, patrons. Have you seen uh, that French video where they put all the people with goofy laughs on the same show and then one of them starts laughing <laughs> yes. and their eyes get cracked up? That fucking clip is amazing. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, you gotta look that shit up right when we're done. It's so good. Great. <laughs> There's some weird ass laughs yeah. in there, dude. It's yeah. fucking crazy. They're real. Yes, yeah, it's I people with it's really, real. really, yeah. really crazy laughs, oh, and they man. put them all on one show, and then they get laughing, and, they and then get it's laughing, like, you're like, what? The fuck? That's how someone laughs. No, I'm telling you, it's wild. And then you can see them all like, oh no, you can see them on their faces. They're trying not to laugh, and then they heard some other ridiculous laugh, so they're laughing at them, and their laughs just as bad. You're like, what the fuck? Why? laugh like that can you imagine if you had a crazy ridiculous laugh like that you no, can't, yeah. it's involuntary. I don't know. Yeah. you can't help when you that's laugh true. it's just happening yeah. that's, that's fucking crazy you know what i do know though you should no oh, okay. john reddick at r4 slash sofa king podcast facebook instagram and twitter we're at sofa king podcast personal instagrams i'm at raised with wolves have sofa king brent and sofa king dave and uh if you're not a patron be a patron do that don't be retarded <laughs>